Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Cause it's been one of those days. What's up, player? Do-do-do-do-do-do. Call the cops. There's a plant singing. That's the name of the van, you freak. Oh, she like Mr. Bean? Mrs. Burrito. I find you so asexual. Use it, use it. Don't me, Frankenstein. Bad tape it's the fastest hour in podcasting this is never not funny now here's your host jimmy pardo hello everybody and yes welcome to the program episode 2722 of the award-winning podcast never not funny we're bringing it in uh recording our last uh last episode we're recording uh during the trump administration so uh uh look forward to our new shows vaccine Free? No, I don't know. I don't know what my premise is. Uh, but welcome to the program. Uh, we welcome you guys in. Hope you had a great weekend. We recorded these on Mondays. That's why I say that. And uh, you hear them on Wednesdays, sometimes Thursdays. So by the time you hear this, uh, uh, Joe Biden will either have, uh, have a bullet in his head or be the president. <laughs> oh, no. Right. no, 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 no. You know what this no. show has done. You, you know, no. the, you know, the history. Uh, but, but I, it, it only does it for people that are not in the in the conversation. That's the only That's time it point. really affects play. Right. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm saying that I'm I'm, re, I'm responding to some of the crazy talk that is happening on the World Wide Web that uh, people are trying to. Yeah. Uh, like if uh, we if we mention Chuck Mangione, like then he might die. That's <laughs> unless he's already dead. <laughs> Why did you specifically pick that name? Do you want did, did, did something happen with he uh, over gonna, the weekend that you I'm want just, him to die? No, I'm just going to keep saying, you know, like if uh, yeah, let's just say Mel Gibson, for example, no, that's not likely to happen. But uh, well, I don't know. It could. Right. You never know. It could happen to any of us. Yeah. I mean, you think Mel Gibson's wearing a mask? <laughs> Oh, no, no way. I don't no, well, maybe he's wearing that one from that movie. Didn't he wear a mask in a movie? <laughs> oh, the, yes, the man in the iron mask. The man in the iron mask, right? Yeah, Wait, he, he walks around in that one. W- was he in that? That was Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio was in that. Yeah. That's Is that not the- Mel Gibson? What movie did Mel, Mel Gibson wear a mask in some movie? 
Huh. I mean, I he swear painted to God his he face did. in that thing where he said, "We'll never take our freedom." Did he wear? Did he wear a mask when he in that movie where he had a? He had a messed up face. Yeah, what's what's did he wear a mask that's, in that for a little that's bit? That's what we're thinking of. What is he that? Phantom of the Opera. No. No. What is that movie called? What the heck was that movie called? I'm gonna uh, I, th- I think he, he may have been wait, was Leonardo DiCaprio was he the titular man in the Iron Mask? Yeah, and yeah. also the twin. What wasn't there there twins in that movie? Uh, Didn't he play two characters? Okay. I didn't it was see like it, but my neighbor with the melty face. That's I don't think like, that's the name of it, Garen. And you're the movie. Sounds expert. wrong. I'm not <laughs> sure. That sounds like an like an answer, uh, like a, a clue from Oliver's game. Uh, yes, right. It sounds like the uh, the, the, the forward version. Yeah. In South yeah. Korea, it's called My Neighbor <laughs> with the Melty Face. The Man Without a Face. Ah, okay. So that's we were, it. And does he wear a mask the... at any point during that? That's really all we need to know. He, I don't. I think he does because it's it's about a, a guy whose face is deformed. All right. Well. Um, and now his views are so it, uh, yeah. not now. They probably always were. We just didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. But we oh, wish him luck. We wish him luck uh, with the uh, never not funny curse. Um, <laughs> I'm more concerned with Chuck Mangione. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mangione is good. You may have done something with Mangione. <laughs> is he alive? That's the main question. Oh, there's no question. Chuck Mangione's alive. There's no question in my mind. And if he is dead, he's alive in my heart. OK, good. Um, oh, the, the uh, Elliot, were you doing the Chuck Mangione song seconds ago? Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, that was on top 40 radio yep I, I people went out that. and bought the single to that no i don't hate it either but it's bizarre like it would be that and then here's eric clapton yeah. like on the same <laughs> right here's black dog by led zeppelin and now here's chuck mangione it is interesting that we don't have that many instrumentals that kind of break through like you know what I mean? Like, if it doesn't yeah. have lyrics, uh, we don't want it. What do you got? You got the Miami Vice theme. You got yeah. Rocket by Herbie Hancock. Mm-hmm. You got that. Axel F theme. I mean, Axel F. You got the Axel, Axel F. F. Half of these are just uh, Harold Faltemeyer, I think. Yeah. And <laughs> right. a very spe- a particular uh, period of time. Yeah. Exactly. And like, I don't know if you would consider Art of Noise has people speaking, but it's not, doesn't have lyrics, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I would, I would include that because that, that, that's a, that's a, that was a bizarre hit. Yeah. What about mm, bow, bow? Now is that? Vocal? I don't know if that ever made the top forty. Do you consider that a vocal? Uh, <laughs> I do not. No, I do not. When the guy says, "Oh yeah," that's a vocal. Oh, then then I do. Yeah, but so yeah, but so does the uh, the uh, high C guy. So <laughs> yeah, you know, is, is that charting? <laughs> I mean, it might have at one point. That high C was was hot. Uh, as a reminder, crack a window, you high and C. Um, Wait, ah, pardon is, me. Is it high C or Kool Aid? Kool-Aid, man. Kool-Aid. I Kool-Aid. said high C. It's Kool-Aid. Yeah, Kool-Aid. You're, thank you for Kool-Aid, man. fixing that. I, by the way, I'm still haunted by the time where we were talking about Kohl's and somebody said Kohl's money. And then I said, no, it's Kohl's bucks, but it's actually Kohl's cash. Hmm. And uh, <laughs> so I've, I've been haunted by that ever since I made that mistake. So thank you for clarifying Kool-Aid. And I'm not being sarcastic. Yeah. I thank you. You're welcome. For clarifying that. Um, what so. uh, are you looking at? Are you looking it up, Elliot? Like uh, yeah. top uh, best charting instrumentals? I don't know if this is organized by that, but here are well, it's a hundred of them, so we're not going through through a hundred. But um, theme from a summer place. I don't remember it off my off the top, but I know I've heard it before. You the second you heard a note of that, you would know it. Uh, Chariots of Fire. Sure, there we go. It's a great song. Great song from a very average movie. Vangelis, another guy who's had a oh, I yeah. think more than one instrumental hit probably yeah yeah a fifth of beethoven 
by by the way yeah, that's a big one the yeah. disco version yeah uh-huh there's a lot of disco instrumental hits let's put it that way because there was that disco star wars thing that, right right that charted. <laughs> uh hang on give me the initials on that guy because i can't pull it give me the initials uh hold up hold up, hold up. uh where is it where is it where is it ah uh mm, wm yeah uh and and the group that he that he runs around with oh damn it it's uh it's walter mondale <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's Very former vice president walter mondale. how did that guy not become president with that resume i, I don't disagree right he plays that as he walks <laughs> to a podium yeah. you don't want to elect that guy <laughs> he had too budget. much integrity he would not uh, leverage his uh, non-political uh, yeah. achievements he's like please <laughs> please vote for my my political record not my hit record and not my, uh, right and then everyone's like okay uh, then we have to vote for reagan <laughs> all of that uh, all of that uh, jarred my memory walter murphy it's walter murphy uh, yeah and do you know the name of his 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 outfit uh, it's not stars on 45. Who is it? The get along gang. <laughs> You're not far off, Matt. The big apple band, the big apple band, Walter Murphy, the big apple band. I think of the apple dumpling gang. And yeah. That, he, he had Tim Conway, Don yeah, exactly. Knotts, <laughs> Tim Conway. I don't think yeah, that's right. I think that's, I think it's that's Don Knotts. Right. Certainly. I think I just at this very moment realized that Axel F is not the name of the guy who performs that song. Have you, have you ever seen Beverly Hills cop? I actually just watched it a couple weeks ago. That's actual Foley. For the first time? I, I know. Like, in my mind, I was like, it's weird that he has the same name as the guy in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Realized it weird. was just... It's based title. on a true story. They, they, the movie doesn't cover his, his, the part of his life where he wrote hit songs. So bizarre. So and that is You're Tim welcome. Conway, by the way, in the Apple Dumpling. Oh, great. Uh, give me some more instrumentals there. Uh, already. Uh, let's see what we got. What's so the, the most recent? Saw, that's that's my what's question. That? What's the most recent instrumental top forty hit? Uh, that's a good question. Let's see if this will tell me. This is a Not, job for Chris Malanfi. I mean, this is an episode of Hit Parade waiting to happen. It's, it, it's uh, it, it, one that would be interesting, and maybe yeah. under two hours. Finally, <laughs> uh, I found one that peaked at number one. Yeah. Okay. In, in what year, Gary? In the last decade, it reached the top forty in twenty thirteen. 2013 okay. top 40 and number you're saying it went to number one hit mm-hmm. an instrumental from 2013 you said mm-hmm. is it from a movie no is it from it's a tv from show a movie i can give you the little blurb about it it might be a huge clue yes i think that's necessary mm-hmm. billboard revamped its charting methodology to include streaming data in part because oh. of the viral success of the song allowing it to debut at number one Sat- saturday no. That, that girl song where no she sings that was, this, that Saturday was, so that's not an instrumental that was also that's not fr- it. it was also Friday, Friday. <laughs> you're a day late on that she, yeah she did yeah, make a fo- she did make a follow up though <laughs> called Saturday that was Rebecca Black uh, wow that should help but there's so many <clears> stupid <throat> viral things like that that oh, it, when we hear it it's gonna we're gonna la, la, the llama duck song yeah. also got lyrics. Those also it. has words. Yeah, I mean, all the yeah. things I'm thinking of, like, wow. like I, ke- I, I keep going back to what does the fox say? But obviously, that has lots of lyrics in it. Yeah. Well, they had they and they're they're asking a very important question. What does the fox say? Garen, <laughs> would would giving us the initials of the artist give this away? Uh, <clears throat> no, no. <laughs> would would giving, giving us the artist yeah, give this away? Just give us the artist. I doubt it. His name is Bauer. Bauer. No. B-A-A-U-E-R. I think I, 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 I'm throwing over all my cards. I don't know. I'm out of, yeah. I'm out of guesses. Fold. Yeah. Do you want the initials of the song? Sure. Sure. H-S. H-S. High school. Hit 
What'd you say, Jimmy? Hit song. <laughs> I, I said, I said HS. I was just repeating what you oh, said. Oh, okay. Did, why? Did I get it? Is that the right answer? <laughs> um, is it Howard Sanchez? Uh, no, 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 huh? Uh, Happy s- sick. All right, uh, just, just I'm out. Go, someone, Gary. Someone listen Harlem to this. Harlem Shake. Oh, the Harlem Shake. Oh, of sure, of course. Okay. Of course, the Harlem Shake. All right. Well, that was fun. And I, I, I'm i going to have to Google the word fun because I don't know <laughs> if that was that. Well, I, I, there's a little bit of excitement here for some other ones. Like, how about the Star Wars Cantina Band theme? Apparently, 1977. That was, uh, it went to number four. Wow. Did it really? That's amazing. Yeah. According to this this page, I, I don't All right. know how well, I believe is, that page. Watermelon Man. Don't know that one. Uh, but here's one. Uh, Songbird. Oh, yeah. Kenneth, the great Kenny G. Kenneth, Kenneth G. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that may be the, the real most recent chart topping. Yeah, because I don't know Southampton. Do you know Southampton, anybody? Because I'm not counting Harlem Shake in this new Let's Use streaming. No, but, but I bet there was some, you know, because, remember when uh, Electronica got huge in the late 90s? There was there had to be, uh, you know, like there, some Moby or, you know, those Chemical Brothers, like all those songs came along and those a lot of those. And were, you think you think one of those might have gone to the top of the pop chart? Oh, I if, thought we were just talking top 40. Well, that's the pop chart. Yeah. 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 I, I Oh, yeah. I think I think there were. uh what was it prodigy like i well actually in that era maybe not because i don't know if they were released as singles but uh but they were popular i mean they were they were played a lot if this list i'm looking at is all inclusive there are two more songs between songbird and harlem shake that that were charted and and by the way in my head the reason i'm excluding streaming is because yes streaming and instrumental is uh, something that's easy to do the point of going out, out to a record store or in the old days buying it off apple music for 99 cents investing money in an instrumental is different than yes. just streaming it right and and also <clears throat> it has to be popular enough that a dj would go you know what i better play this because right. people want to hear it yeah i mean uh, that may have happened with harlem shake but uh but it definitely wasn't played on the radio and it, I, I don't know it like it's weird. It's such a weird argument because it's not wrong to say that if people are listening to music via YouTube or via, you know, TikTok, that it the music is still being heard by human beings. But it changed the it changed the meaning of what a hit is ultimately because, uh, and in some ways for the better, in some ways for the worse. Like it's not it's more democratic certainly but in the old days there was some sense of there is there are tastemakers who are not just a teenager who's like doing a dance in their basement it's like a a radio station a programming uh, director uh, you know uh, people there there are people whose job it is to say yeah this is good and this isn't uh, now sometimes they got it wrong and sometimes they they kept things out that that were were deserving uh, and put things in that weren't, but ultimately I kind of like the old system better than maybe it's just because I'm an old man, but like, I don't really give a shit what 10 million people watched for five seconds on TikTok. Like that's, I, that doesn't, to me, hearing something for five seconds doesn't mean anything. It's like, did you choose to hear a song? That, that's Matt. And I guess that's exactly what I was saying. The, the idea that you would spend the 99 cents or you would get in your car yeah. and drive to the record store. Right. You are investing in that song. You're not right. just going, Oh, click a button. Oh, there it is. Well, like, not only that, but no, there's no there's no like uh, algorithm that's also like 
amplifying something beyond what it would be on its own. In other words, the algorithm used right. to be, I went to a store. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now like, there's, a, there's now an there's, AI that's deciding. There's a tech company. They are the gatekeeper because they are controlling what gets featured and what rises and falls. But I, I will say, you know, radio play, that's a non, that's a passive form of listening. Like you don't choose what you're hearing on the radio. You choose what radio station you listen to. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, the radio stations had a lot of power. But I still think that the the system, <coughs> for the most part, I mean... I don't know. Like it resulted in, at least in the '80s, to me, a pretty interesting diversity of music. I mean, listen to what we're talking about. We're talking about like some fucking weird European synthesizer artist who went to number one in 1984 or 82, whatever. You know, Chariots of Fire or Axel F. Those are weird songs to be next to Bruce Springsteen. Yes, I mean, of course. And it and it, but that that to me proves that the system kind of worked on some. I. You know, I, look, I'm an old man that was in the record business back then. So I think you know that version was better that that yeah. that. Uh, but I will I will warn you guys uh, with everything that I am reading on the Internet and stuff. And I alluded to it earlier. Uh, this is just in the algorithm is going to get you. So be very, <laughs> very careful. Oh, man. When, when is the algorithm going to get us Jimmy? T- tonight? <laughs> you know, the way um, the I, way computers work, I don't even think it's going to be that long. It'll probably be Christ, it could be like, in a couple hours. Just yeah. know that it's going to happen. Well, it's night somewhere. So we know that. That's true. Uh, Garen, give us a couple of clues on these other two instrumentals that were hits. Oh, yeah. Hits. There is one from 1996. 96 instrumental. And does it come from a movie, sir? Uh, yes, it does. Is it the love theme from Titanic? No. Oh, that was 97. 96. Reach number seven. From a movie. From a... Uh, people from a band were involved that you would not expect to do an instrumental track, as far as my knowledge of this band goes. Is the huh. ba- is the band in the movie? I don't think so, no. Have you seen Is the movie a drama or a comedy? It is neither. It's, it's a documentary. film. It's an action film. It's an action, action film. film from and and an instrumental film? from this went to number one? Number seven. Number seven, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Is it, is, it, is it from the Bond series of films? No. You're not far off, but no. Does that mean it's British? No. Is it a Schwarzenegger movie? No. Is it a is it a disaster movie? No. <laughs> so so there is there is a primary action hero that leads this film. Yes. In '96. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like right when I I worked at a movie theater at the beginning of 1996, and then I moved to LA. So I feel like, oh, gee, it could be Joe Diffie then. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I, I feel like that's an era that I know, I know a lot more about movies and things than, than other, like more recent times, but I can't think, think of what, like, action movie, action that's movies. too early for, for like born, right? <laughs> I know that Twister came out in 96, but, oh, wait a minute. Is it Van Halen? No, because uh, Van Halen had a song on the Twister soundtrack, but that didn't. The, well, chart. they hit some instrumentals, but the the hit was "Humans Being," Humans and being. it is. Yeah. Uh, mm, I don't not remember good. that one. Yeah, mm. it's it's plays over the end. Have you make me humans being? And by the way, that was fucking great. What I just did. Full disclosure: I do not hate that song. Full disclosure. Okay. I mean, I hate what I just heard. So yeah, but it's weird. I I I think it's awful, but I do not hate it. I like that the album that came out in that era. 
the right now what was it called the uh i think right now was a couple years before then right that's the pepsi song isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Th- this was right in that little uh, era where uh, they were kind of Hagar was in, kind of out. It was Roth right, was kind of in, kind of out. It was and then, right before uh, the Gary Sharon era, right? Sharon was coming in '98. Yeah. By, by the way, my favorite Hagar is, uh, is higher is Hagar, right? Isn't that what it's called? What is the what is the one where they have the planes in the video? You go higher. Where eagles, uh, where eagles uh, there, where eagles straight up will climb. Yeah, I don't know what that's called. Higher and higher. higher. Who knows I do like that song. Find. I can't pull the title, but I like it. So, baby, drive your, your eyes. eyes. Uh, well, it's called Dreams. I think it's just dreams. Yeah, dreams yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, Garen, just give us the answer on this. Uh, yeah, theme favorite. from Whoa. Mission Impossible, as done oh. by you two. Oh, wow. That's cheesy. <laughs> yeah. All right, give us the other one. It's Old Ang- old Zine, the Millennium Mix by Kenny G. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Wow. I want to throw right. out a, a couple. Two weeks in the chart. That song. Sorry, Elliot. Too, too many. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Theme from SWAT was one. <laughs> I own oh, that at 45. Oh, did the original Mission Impossible chart? I, I bet it did. That was a popular Oh, song. I don't know. Oh, I, I would imagine. it on here so far. Um, dueling banjos in 73. Sure. Uh, the song we that started this whole thing, uh, I believe, is "Feels So Good" by Chuck Mangione. Is that not? Is that I, not yes, I believe. Yeah, I believe you're uh, you're correct. What about uh, Jimmy's favorite? But that's uh, that's not an instrumental though. That's Baker Street. Oh, are there words in that? I just know that horn. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, the the first line is "Not in the middle on Baker Street." Yeah. Um, the great Jerry Rafferty from Steelers Wheel. The horn is so uh, prominent, I forgot there were words. <laughs> you could have an instrumental of that song, and you'd be probably fine. Yeah. Um, Gonna Fly Now, 77. Oh, sure. sure. That was featured on an episode of Jimmy's Records and Tapes, Season 1. It's true. Uh, by the way, this uh, top five instrumental sounds like a good uh, uh, a good episode for an upcoming uh, episode of Jimmy's Records and Tapes. Yeah. Jimmy's top five favorite instrumentals. I but, wonder if Music Box Dancer would... Uh, would enter into that. it would not no no that would not okay. make the cut by the way in gonna fly now there is there are lyrics the lyrics are gonna fly now <laughs> so I yeah there are there, uh i still would uh, i would probably put that as an instrumental though more than i would a yeah it's kind of a with. backup uh oh we got uh text message here uh no problem no problem i'm gonna say to our, our guest is gonna be a little late but i don't think that's a problem yeah I, we started late so that's fine uh i think oh wait huh Midnight Cowboy had a uh, had a big theme song. Is well, that, that was right? uh, everybody's talking at me. Yeah, but, not, not but instrumental. Is, but was there a instrumental that was from that film, perhaps? Maybe. All right. Uh, I think that's probably. His I know that guy's walking. Had. I know that about that movie. That guy's mm-hmm. trying to go across the street. And where was he walking, Jimmy? Here. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Right. Oh, but I remember Hooked on Classics. That was the that medley of all. Yeah. The that, that, was uh, that also disco? It was a, an attempt, yeah, to put classical music to disco. That uh, that's that's from Stars on Forty Five, is it not? That's yeah, that's Stars on Forty Five, I believe. Uh, and to answer, I believe Matt's question in nineteen sixty eight, it got to number eleven, Mission Impossible. There you go. So, mm-hmm. um, hey, speaking of Jimmy's records and tapes, which I just brought up, uh, thank you for all the nice uh, feedback and comments on that, and also wanted to just publicly thank Elliot for the great editing that he does on those and the little uh, visual jokes that he. Uh, inserts that i welcome and uh 
And thank you for that, Elliot. So uh, and I you're, know people are welcome. enjoying it's them. It's a pleasure and, to do. Uh, hopefully there'll be uh, there. I know there's a few more episodes coming up, but uh, hopefully there'll be uh, even more episodes coming up. So uh, uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, also, before I just uh, a little more housekeeping, I'd like to thank everybody that showed up to Flappers on Friday night. Had a uh, nice bunch of people and uh, had a lot of fun. And so uh, uh, the next one is in February. February, in fact, I'll pull up the date right now. I, I use what I call a calendar for this. Mm. I want to say it's the 19th, but let me confirm that. Yeah, February the 19th is the next uh, Flapper show. And um, uh, enjoying them. Uh, fun. A lot of fun. So thanks, everybody, for coming out to that. Um, and then, of course, uh, the last piece of housekeeping is if you uh, uh, the, the perks for the uh, 2021 era of Never Not Funny. Uh, if you are a, a, a good uh, three months, good member status, that's a good sentence. Um, you <laughs> get items in good standing. There we go. Remember what we said in uh, a subscriber in good standing. There we go. Uh, and three months in, you'll receive some uh, items. And we just received one in the mail today. Matt, please show them if you're in tier three. This is the top tier. Yes. Uh, this is the, uh, uh, the primo. Look at that. That is a coaster with the never not funny platinum logo on it matt hit that with your fingernail if you would so or, or, or maybe even a pen how about a pen by the microphone a listen pen. to that oh, that's solid asmr right there yeah it's like slate it's a uh, it's laser etched it's slate you can see it's got like a, a sort of natural slate edge to it i know yeah. the camera's a little blurry but you get the idea. So, so that's embossed with a laser etching. That's the, great. The logo. Man, put a drink on it. Let's see. Let's see. You put a, uh, <laughs> some sort of a drink on that. Look at that. Holds it right in place. Perfect fit. Love it. How great would it have been? You put it on there and the thing just snaps <laughs> <laughs> half. Oh, crumbles to pieces. Oh, boy. That slate's okay. not that uh, actually that strong. Um, and then, Matt, uh, walk them through um, okay, uh, so some of the other things that they get uh, if they are uh, uh, subscribing in 2021. Yeah, so tier two, uh, you get a uh, screen printed canvas bag with the Never Not Funny logo on it. Mario DiGiorgio will be uh, doing the printing on those. He's picking, actually just sent me three pictures of the three different samples he's getting this week so he's gonna he's bet he wants to test the screen printing process on these different bags to see what holds the ink the best but it's gonna be a beautiful uh cotton canvas 100 percent cotton canvas bag uh in black with the white ink on it with the uh the never not funny main logo the one that's over jimmy's shoulder over there uh that plus the uh jar opener which has the platinum logo on it uh, uh i'm sorry no no it has the main logo on it um so this is a uh, it's a jar opener in the shape of a hand and it says uh it has the never not funny logo and says up top my brother underneath it because you'd be high-fiving with somebody and then now you high-five and you open up a can of pickles yeah probably a jar more of jar of pickles and then you get the uh, and then you and then we throw in this little uh, uh transparent never not funny platinum sticker which you can uh, stick on a water bottle or laptop or whatever looks and great that's fun so that's tier two obviously tier two you get uh, the entire back catalog of never not funny on our site you get access to all the platinum episodes which are the lettered episodes that we do once a week plus the isolation files episodes that we do every week so you're getting two extra episodes every week plus video of those episodes and video of the main episode you're listening to now uh the weekly free episode and uh what other digital also stuff the, the monthly live stream oh at tier two you get the you get access to the monthly live stream which is a fun hangout in uh in zoom where we get as many of our subscribers as we can we got the we got the 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 jumbo package on zoom so that we could fit as many of our subscribers into that room as possible so that's fun and then tier three you get the canvas bag the jar opener the sticker 
the whole back catalog, the monthly live stream, and the coaster that we just showed. You get two of those, actually. You get two coasters, two of these coasters, plus a uh, quarter, access to the quarterly game night, which is once every three months we use that same Zoom room to just uh, play bingo with our subscribers, uh, our tier three subscribers, so a smaller group of people. But uh, that's always super fun to do. And so what we do is you play bingo until somebody gets bingo, and then that person gets to play sevens with any of the four of us that they choose, unless that person's already been chosen <laughs> until all four of us have been chosen, and then we crown a champion, and I, I never send them a prize. That's how that works. <laughs> um, yes, that's on Matt Bell. We've not received your prize on that. That is on Matt Bell. I think I'm going to do that by the end of January. It seems like let's let's clear out the old business of 2020 uh, get yeah. all those prizes sent out and then we'll all right. start the next year f- uh, fresh and uh, new to tier three for this year for 2021 you can now uh, get a cameo vid- style video message from jimmy if you prefer that to having a private phone call you can choose the, the old uh option of just having a private zoom chat with jimmy which is about 15 minutes uh but if you feel like that would be awkward and you would prefer he just send you a message, he'll send you a video message to your uh, email inbox and that'll be fun for you. And those are also 15 minutes. <laughs> kidding. 100% kidding. Be, that would be insane. Closer to 15 seconds. Those are going to be tight. Those are going to be tight. I see you so, going. I see you going. Uh, look, we've tried to do promos for the show. You've never done anything in under 45 seconds. I don't know how to not enjoy my own voice. That's really what it comes down to. I enjoy hearing this voice speak to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you uh, request that, you will get to hear this voice. Um, and I'll probably I'll, I'll just reveal this now. All of them will at some point say happy birthday so that you think <laughs> that you play it on your birthday. And then, hey, that's nice. It's a great idea. So know that you should just throw in every happy birthday. Happy Fourth of July. Happy New Year. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can just, just a, use it all year round. Sure. Then they, they can edit it for themselves. And and as a reminder, the uh, the very first level of uh, that is five dollars a month where you get the uh, uh, just the uh, episodes. Yeah. So at five bucks a month, you do, you get the lettered extra episode a week. You get the isolation files episodes. You get two extra episodes a week with video uh, and but not the full back catalog. Uh, so that's five bucks. Tier two is 10 bucks a month. Tier three is 20 bucks a month. Uh, very simple. Go to nevernotfunny.com and click platinum. You'll see all the options there spelled out. Right. Yeah. Hey, I also wanted to remind the people that on our website, if, if you don't know this at the very top, there is a I forget what it's uh, what it's labeled is pr- the promotional codes. Um, uh, from our sponsors in case uh, you're one of the people that fast forward past the spots, which by the way, I don't reckon they're funny. Matt and I, uh, we, we, uh, they're little mini episodes uh, talking about a thing that we go off on tangents and stuff. So I know a lot of the other ones, you know, it's people just reading a script and it's boring. Uh, We kind of, we try to make those fun. So uh, they're fun to listen to. Uh, But if you still like, I don't need to hear about Harry's for the 4,000th time. I, uh, but you go, oh, wow, fuck, what's that code? Uh, you can go to our website. Uh, Ellie, what's that called on the front page there? Uh, I believe it's promos. Yes, yeah, promos. Just, just in the menu bar. That in. The, in the menu bar, yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, um, a good spot. So uh, uh, take care of some business here is what I'm doing on a Monday before uh, we get into the new administration. <clears throat> as long as we're doing that, uh, there is one other thing I want to mention, which is uh, for 2020, we are still uh, accepting the surveys. Uh, you would have had to have subscribed before... Uh, January 1st to qualify for the 2020 stuff. So that's closed. But if you have not submitted your um, 
uh, mailing address, if your mailing address has changed and you haven't received your perks for 2020, or if you haven't submitted your the size of your t-shirt, uh, the survey form is, is under perks there. And uh, in order to show all these new things, I just wanna make sure that nobody gets confused. We will be showing the 2021 perks in some way, but we will still have a link to the 2020 survey. 2021 folks do not fill out that survey because that'll confuse things. Um, just folks who are getting in for before January 31st, that's the last day we're gonna accept those surveys. And then after that, we will process the final um, the final 2020 perk shipments. Yep. And, right. and, and, and if you've already filled it out, please don't fill it out a second Yes, time. please don't fill You don't need to fill it out again. Yeah. I do like the one guy that did it three times. I do appreciate <laughs> that. And, uh, and seeing uh, with three different answers. So thank you, sir, <laughs> for, for that. Uh, and Elliot uh, is doing a great job on dealing with that. So we're streamlining it and getting, uh, getting it a little tighter. Uh, the Patreon thing was all brand new to us in 2020. And we are uh, tightening the screws and figuring that out more and more as we go. Um, I'd like to blame the pandemic on this. Uh, so I will. <laughs> I'd have to think the pandemic had uh, played a, a part in that. But, uh, but thanks to everybody for your patience with all of that, because we're, right. we're, we're getting to everybody. And uh, so it there's some some perks are in process and the rest will come in February. Elliot, do you uh, and I'm just speaking for myself, but I'm curious how do, you, how do you feel about it now that you deal with most of the emails? Do you like because I love them. Do you like the passive aggressive ones? Oh, those are the best ones. Okay, I just want to make sure. I just want to make yeah. sure that you like the. Uh, it, it gives me an opportunity to spend at least a half an hour writing a response. Well, and then not not sending that <laughs> and one, then, and then deleting it, right. and then okay, sending something good. else. Uh, all right. Well, listen. Welcome into the program. There's all the business at hand. Uh, John Ross Bowie is going to be joining us here in a little bit. As I mentioned, he texted, says he's uh, running a little bit late. Uh, I'm sure he'll tell us, uh, explain why to us when he gets here. Uh, hopefully, uh, and I will tell you, I've already received the written apology. Uh, so I do, I, uh, we don't have to worry about that anymore. But yeah, sorry about this. Right, it's right there. So he's apologizing immediately uh, speaking, for his tardiness. Speaking of written apologies, Jimmy, I, I, I happened upon. I know I, I know I say sometimes that I'm not on Twitter anymore. The reality is, is, although I am not on Twitter, I sometimes see Twitter because I follow a link to a thing that is on Twitter, and then I happen to see mentions. Uh, and so I saw myself mentioned by our friend Rich Summer, who uh, I think uh, oh, yeah. felt somewhat vindicated this past week when uh, Annie Hathaway, as I'm calling her now, uh, Annie Hathaway went on uh, The Tonight Show and told uh, Jimmy Fallon that she was always Annie. Uh, and the only reason people call her Ann is because when she joined SAG, she had to put her name and she just put her name, never realizing that that meant for the rest of her public life, people would keep calling her Ann. Uh, but she was always called Annie before. She said the only time anyone called her Anne was when her mom was mad at her. And so it was one of those situations. So I apologize publicly to Rich Summer for making fun of him for calling Anne Hathaway Annie. Although I think we all had a good laugh at his expense. And uh, we I, had I, a I good time it. on a comedy show. But I and and, and uh, let's agree that coming off the tongue, Anne Hathaway sounds better than Annie Hathaway. Yeah. Let's agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean. It's kind of like you, Jimmy, like I assume people called you Jimmy when you were a little kid and then they stopped calling you that because you weren't a little kid anymore. But then when you went into comedy, you just put Jimmy Pardo and now everyone calls you Jimmy and you don't think anything of it necessarily. But when you get become an adult, most people drop the E sound from the end of their name uh, because they're an adult now. <laughs> it seems weird to I, keep calling them that. Uh, 
To your point, Matt, I've wanted to drop it several times that I've had managers and agents for the last uh, 30 something years tell me, don't do that. Yeah. And I'll say, I don't know. I mean, it, it, Jimmy just sounds so little good. And, and they always go, really? Johnny Carson? I'm like, all right, we're done. Done with the conversation. You're right. You're done. We're done. It, it seems like the only instance, so for some reason, they, the name Jimmy has become synonymous with late night talk show hosts. Yeah. And so it doesn't sound weird for a comedian like yourself to be called Jimmy Pardo. And and the, the name Jimmy Pardo has a rhythm to it that sounds a lot better than Jim Pardo. Well, you know, and, is there, and I've, I've spoken about in many an interview, maybe even on this program, when I went to my very first open mic, uh, and, and on the sheet, I wrote down Jim Pardo because that was my name. Yeah. And my friends, Rick and Jody, were with me and they went, no, no, you're Jimmy. We call you Jimmy. And I went, yeah, you know what? You're right. And I wrote Jimmy Pardo and I, I added an M-Y. And then that, that's really the reason why that happened. Wow. Uh, was those guys went with me to that open mic and they called me Jimmy. They were around the mall at the record store. And, and I didn't mind it because it's like. I'm not a little kid anymore, but these are these guys giving me kind of a nickname. Yeah. And it, it seemed more uh, uh, familiar. Do those people know what a huge impact they had on American comedy by, by doing that? Um, I, I certainly know that, uh, that they don't. <laughs> I, I don't think they listen to this. Uh, although Jody loves Jimmy's records and tapes. He loves that. Huh. And uh, and then whenever I say uh, when he was like, hey, when are you going to do more of those? And I said, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, this was between seasons. I said, of course, you know, every week I got never enough funny. I know. All right. Very good. OK. All right. He's not looking. Uh, and for by the way, I read it as I know, like dismissively. But maybe he's like, I know I'm, I listen. I'm in. It yeah. could be that, too. Maybe he's just not in the market for a long form audio audio uh, product. He just yeah. wants a short form video. I think, you know, he's also a big music guy. So I think uh, 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 that he uh, enjoys that aspect of, hey, I'm getting the Pardo comedy. Um, we just spent 20 minutes to, talking about 80s instrumentals. What else does this guy want? <laughs> I, dude, dude the, in fact, that's the whole reason I brought up the instrumental today. I want Jody's fucking listenership. Come on, Jody, get on board. Uh, I am excited, though. I wrote it down. Top five instrumentals. I did write that down for a future episode because that could be uh, if I could find a story in my life that uh, could fit into that, it could work. I did. By the way, in the shower today, I came up with another one that I'm very excited about. Oh, very boy. excited about another uh, uh, new topic. If uh, if we ever get the cameras back out again and Jim, do some more. Jimmy, I, I hope it's not too private to ask. Where is Jody? Is he on a vacation far away? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that's Josie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know I've that guy seen... died right the uh, uh the lead singer of the outfield died in the last six months chuck mangione no, no. <laughs> tony lewis tony lewis hey, gary did you find out if chuck mangione is alive or not he's alive he's got it he's alive uh so the answer is no while no, he looks not. that up uh i will tell you this the outfield has three members in the outfield yeah two are dead oh my oh, god goodness. isn't isn't that uh, like, like and the young young dudes yeah Oh, wow. I, mean, I was going to make a baseball joke. I was, gonna, I was about to say, that's, that's great news for hitters. I mean, they've got to. <laughs> <laughs> There's no outfield. Put that thing anywhere. Uh, yeah, Chuck Mangione is still alive. As far as you know. All right, let's take a break. Uh, John Ross Bowie is going to be joining us. Uh, friend of the show. Uh, always great to see John. Uh, so we'll uh, check in with him, see what he's up to during this pandemic. And uh, we'll go around. We'll get to Oliver's trivia question. We'll do all that and more when we come back right after this. Matt Belknap. I want you to spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter. 
Zip, zip. And find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Go to this exclusive web address, web address <laughs> to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter is the way to go. Uh, look, you, you set your clocks forward. You, uh, you feel like there's more hours in the day. But if you're hiring, you don't have that kind of time. You got crunch time. ZipRecruiter fills those hours for you. No one wants to waste time with hiring. That doesn't sound fun. That's just like a, a, a chore that you have to get through. I've got need. other things to do. Right. Let me do my actual job instead of trying to find someone else to work if for If that me. jerk didn't quit, I wouldn't be doing right. this. I'd like to see Elliot hire someone as his like building managing manager assistant, assistant to the building manager. Somebody over at the familiar. Yeah, to deal with these broken chairs and all this. There's, there's, a, there's a wave of looting and rioting in that building. That, Something's gone. <laughs> well, you know why, right? Yeah, the manager. That manager. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he needs an assistant uh, who would take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, visit ZipRecruiter.com/pardo to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com/pardo to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Listen, I've been a broken record on Factor Meals. As I mentioned on the last episode, even my doctor knows that I eat the Factor Meals. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you're, you're actually not only reading the ads that go in the show, but you're advertising in doctor's offices for Factor now. That's exactly right. I'm the Muzak of Factor. <laughs> I'm going from- I uh, appreciate it. I'm uh, more than happy to do it. Now, these things are ready in just two minutes. They've got over 35 different options to choose from every week. They've got the Calorie Smart Protein Plus- uh, various different meals. I uh, just this way this morning. I had to pick my meals for next week. You pick you pick a week in advance. Yep. And uh, you know what? I decided to give myself a little treat. I got the filet mignon. Yum. Which is uh, it's a little extra to get that. Right. And I'm allowing myself that maybe every six weeks or something. Get you know what? It's Why nice. not? Yeah. Treat yourself. You you've earned it, Jimmy. I have earned it. I'll tell you something. It is delicious. Yeah. I, I got to try that. Oh, I haven't had that one. They do a great job. I, I, the other day I had the uh, what is it the. Uh, Spanish lime chicken or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. That was a spicy lime chicken, whatever that whatever that one is, yeah. was delicious. I love the shredded taco, chicken taco thing that mm-hmm. they do. Uh, again, I've not, I've not had a bad factor. Yeah, and I've said this before, like a lot of these things, because I get a lot of the like, uh, you know, low carb ones. And I find that it's great with, uh, if you want to get like a, a low carb tortilla and you, you can put it in there and make it into a, a wrap or a tortilla type situation or some uh, sweet potato chips and you kind of use like the queso, the chili queso, whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's just, I, I like doing my own thing with it. You can sort of uh, use their, what they give you as a base and then uh, do what you want with the it. The factor is there for a base. You heard it from Matt Belknap. Now, head to factormeals.com slash Pardo50. Use code Pardo50. You're going to get 50% off. That's 50% off. Uh, really wish I would have said zero there. Uh, that is code Pardo50 at factormeals.com slash Pardo50 to get 50% off. That's 50% off. F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash P-A-R-D-O 50 and use code Pardo50 to get 50% off. Factor! That's a good meal. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Episode 2722. The last... Never not funny recording of the Trump administration, and we're uh, we're excited to be celebrating it in this way. We're going to have a parade for the gentleman, and um, I, I, I'm probably going to get my red hat out of uh, storage. It looks great. I immediately put it into storage when uh, when he got elected. I said, you know, that's going to be a collector's item one day, and I think I'm going to get a nice. I'm going to bring it over to Pawn Stars and see what those hillbillies have to say about it. Um, those guys seem like uh, there's no doubt that those guys on Pawn Stars voted for him, right? Is that something we could all agree on? Yeah, sounds fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, that voice is John Ross Bowie. We're thrilled he's taking time away from uh, uh, his acting career. 
Uh, John will pop up on a show from time to time. He was on a recent episode of Monk that we watched. Uh, yes, that is not a recent episode. Look at my hair color, dude. Uh, it was recent to us because okay. we just we binged uh, Monk throughout the uh, pandemic. And uh, I will say this. Uh, as far as series finales go, series, the end of a series episodes, uh, that was a two episode arc of the uh, of Monk. I'm going to put it in the top five best series ending episodes ever. It was fantastic. It had everything you want. It, they wrapped it up nicely. You, you, you choke up because it's ending. It was great. Wow. And John Ross Bowie was on an episode of Monk. That's the whole reason that came up. <laughs> It was the uh, the one time I've actually been the killer. Uh, spoiler alert! After <laughs> decades of suspect work, <laughs> so you graduated, and I really did. I really, I really turned a corner with that episode, and um, because I had years of being like the guy who was questioned in the first 10 minutes and then promptly eliminated because right. obviously this schmuck didn't do anything. <laughs> um, look at this incompetent, please. He couldn't kill a pizza, let alone a hooker. And then, uh, and then finally monk, let me, uh, let me be the guy who, who kills the sex worker. He said, trying to compensate for the fact that he said hooker a minute ago. Uh, and it was, uh, it was a real game changer for this guy. Also, Tony Shalhoub is nice. Um, he, uh, very, very nice, Tony Chalupa. Of course, he was on that TV show Wings as well, as you remember that program, uh, comedy program. John, were you ever on Wings? That's before your time in Los Angeles. It's before my time in Los Angeles. Uh, I have, no, I was never on Wings. I wonder uh, if I Wings... I did not do a mash. Uh, <laughs> I never got around to a gun smoke. Oh, no, I thought, I swore to God I saw you on a recent gun smoke on Maverick TV. I did Maverick. Yeah, I had an arc on Maverick. <laughs> Uh, by the way, John Ross Bowie, uh, uh, this is interesting here in our house. Interesting is a strong word. We have a, um, uh, we have a, uh, a photo thing. Uh, here's the photo. Fo- this is, uh, has photographs in it. Mm-hmm. And we will flip it over from time to time uh, just so it changes the one that's being displayed. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's a little flippy thing. Yeah. It's a versatile so, frame thing. Yeah. Uh, the one that is currently uh, uh, on display for the house to see. And by, by that, I mean, you know, me, Oliver and Danielle, nobody else is walking in here, is a photograph. Oh, of- my God. That is Oliver and Nola. Yes. When each were just a few months old. Wow. <laughs> Look at awesome. that. That is uh, Nola looking at Oliver like, will you please shut the fuck up? <laughs> oh, I disagree. I, I think she's looking at him adoringly. That looks like that looks like first crush material right there. That's well, fantastic. Um, and that's my son, Oliver, uh, very tiny, looking exactly like my grandpa Pardo. He looks just like uh, Saul Pardo. Uh, when Saul was 90 years old. So they uh, uh, so that is what that is just coincidentally uh, what got flipped over and is at, uh, on display at the, at the moment. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, this is reminding me to tell Nola, who is now 13, that she yeah. can take the pizzas out of the oven. All right. <laughs> they are. Uh, that's the other weird thing. They're now 13 years old mm-hmm. and um, managing uh, pizzas. It sounds like one has managed pizzas, whereas the other one's like, hey, dad, can you get the pizza out for me? OK, Oliver, that's uh, this is a only because of this. Normally, I would be uh, waiting on them hand and foot, <laughs> uh, but I wanted to uh, I wanted to be here in a timely fashion. So I, I put the pizza in. But I will ask her to extract the pizza. 
All right. Now, let, uh, let's follow up on this pizza, John. Uh, yes, because, I mean, talk about interesting. Let's get where, it. Yeah, uh, people are, these, know. are these homemade pizzas or, or are these a Could frozen? you be cuter? Could <laughs> I want to dip you in coffee and bite your head off. Uh, no, these would be from Trader Joe's pizzas um, uh, because um, uh, I want my kids to uh, build up a resistance to the chemicals that uh, are part of their daily life here in Los Angeles. Uh huh. So I'm trying to uh, help them sort of build a certain degree of immunity to the uh, various uh, preservatives. No, it's the uh, as you know, Trader Joe's makes a really reliable frozen pizza, and I am all in on that product. And um, yeah, they're having a. Uh, uh, we do occasionally, in all fairness, we do occasionally make pizza as a family. We do actually make, and it's it's picked up a little bit over the pandemic, but today is not one of my shining super dad days. So <laughs> they'll take frozen Trader Joe's and they'll like it. All right. Um, and uh, did I hear you say take the pizzas out of the oven? You have two going at once? Two tiny little pizzas. I see. One Cooking at the day. same time. Do they cook evenly? That's my concern when you put the two pizzas in at once. Uh, I try to space them uh, uh, so they're getting the same amount of heat. Uh, yeah, they cook pretty evenly. Thank you for your concern. Well, I guess I'm also following up. I know you were on Big Bang there for a while. Is there a possibility your kitchen has a pizza oven in addition to just the regular oven? No, no, <laughs> no, no. It was uh, no. I, I again, that was a recurring, not a series regular gig <laughs> on Big Bang. So uh, it's a nice kitchen, but we do not have a pizza oven. Uh, a lot of counter space. That's where it really pays off. That's where you can see like, oh, this guy recurred on Big Bang. <laughs> so he's got a lot of counter space, <laughs> but he does not have a pizza oven. Uh, I know exactly one person in my life that has a pizza oven. Does anybody else know anybody that owns a, that has a pizza oven in their house? Is it, Boy, Phil thought about it. it is Phil Rosenthal. It's exactly, yeah, I, that's, that's exactly what it is. That's the same guy I know who has a pizza yeah, oven that's in his it. house. That's the one. That's our guy. <laughs> that's our pizza oven guy. Yeah. Yep. Um, and again, had to create a sitcom to get a pizza oven. Not even yeah. star in one. He had to create a long running right. sitcom yeah. to <laughs> afford a pizza oven. Yes. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. I've seen it at work. It is really something to behold, man. Um, it's uh, it, it really just it just changes the entire shape of a house, a pizza oven, because you're, <laughs> you're now I mean, seriously because you go in there like, oh, I'm in like a family style restaurant. I'm no longer in somebody's <laughs> private right? dwelling. I am in a family style restaurant and the kitchen has to have a special chimney. And there's just a lot of shit going on right now. Yeah. I found, I've only been over there once and I found it baffling, but uh, I mean, listen, if you got it, spend it. And he loves food. I don't know if you know this about Phil. Rosenthal. He does. Somebody's got to <laughs> yeah. feed that guy. Someone, yeah, Somebody's got to feed him. And uh, uh, yeah, he has pizza oven. Uh, I will say this, that the, the one time that I went over to Phil's Rosenthal's house, and, and I thought this was a extravagant experiment, but it paid off. They they spent the money to take my entire house to see if it would fit in Phil's kitchen, and it did. <laughs> wow. Wow. Interesting. I know. I thought it was extravagant. I thought it was crazy, but like somebody said, hey, do you think part of his house will fit in there? I said, I don't know if it will, fellas. And they did it. They got the cranes. They did everything they had to do it. And they, uh, Dropped they used, down in the middle? Right down there. Right, it, it, it fits right there in that uh, pizza oven kitchen. So for a brief period of time, you, you did also have, had a pizza. You did have a yeah, pizza. very, very brief period. Very, very. And then brief. they lifted you back and and, yeah. and put you back in in uh, whatever yeah. drab suburb you live in, right? And, uh, uh, and Ed, Ed, Ed Begley looked on, going, "Why are we doing this?" <laughs> he had a pizza the, oven, but he had to open his bathroom window to get to it, so it was a little awkward. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, John Ross Bowie is here. We're thrilled that he's taking time away from uh, uh, cooking, cooking and feeding his children. Um, uh, John, I, we have not seen you. Uh, we, we tried to. Uh, here's the full disclosure, everybody. Uh, John has been booked uh, the last three months to be in the uh, parking lot uh, to do one of our parking lot episodes okay. in both uh, in all of November, in November, December. Then it would have been yesterday. Uh, but the numbers here in Los Angeles are such that we did not think it was a good idea to do parking lot shows at this time. Uh, so uh, that said, I have not really been caught, uh, catching up with you because I thought I would be seeing you the last three months. How are you and Jamie and the kids getting by during this time? Um, well, you know, the fact that it's still me and Jamie is a good sign. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I remain married and um, the kids are alive. And um, are there times where the only thing that will keep Walter from talking to me about Fortnite is just letting him go play Fortnite for several hours. <laughs> yes, there are those times. I am not a, uh, we're not Amish for God's sake. Let him let the kid go play Fortnite. But um, it's not bad. It's not bad. We're, um, we're obviously doing better than a lot of people. And we're, um, we have made some time to, do some nature stuff and, you know, do some, some nice, uh, hikes where we can avoid other people. We go out to the beach, which has been pretty, uh, safe and not too crowded. Um, just trying to get as much fresh air as we possibly can. And, um, we took a little, we did that thing at the beginning of the pandemic where like, we're going to have family movie night every night and we're going to just show them the greats, you know, and, and that kind of slacked off a little bit and then it really slacked off. And then I think we showed, we got about an hour into jackass with the kids. So that was a real <laughs> drop from our wow. AFI top 100 goals. <laughs> and then, and now we've kind of gone back to, uh, to trying to get them into, uh, some, some slightly classier fare, but, um, but yeah, we're we're you know we've got some family TV shows. We we were digging on Cobra Kai a lot, and we just did Ted Lasso, which we really enjoyed. So great. Um, um, yeah, could not get over how much I loved that show. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been. Um, I mean, obviously it sucks, but it, as uh, compared to uh, some, we're we're doing okay. We really are. Jamie's been in a, a writer's Zoom room for an ABC show. Oh, great! Oh, great. So she's working from home, and. Um, I've got a couple of, uh, of acting, I put a couple of acting gigs, uh, which are, are weird right now. I, I mean, I know you've spoken to a few people who have been on set lately. It's a very strange time. Walk us through it though. I, I, I give us your experience on it. Uh, do you, are you auditioning via zoom? You're auditioning are, are they offer I mean, only to a John Ross Bowie? How is it happening? Bless your heart. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm auditioning, um, via zoom or just on, on pre-taped auditions that Jamie reads with me. And, um, it's weird because you go in, you get tested three times a week. Um, uh, the rapid response nasal swab thingy. Um, you get, um, you do absolutely everything except appear on camera with a mask on. Like you rehearse with your mask on, you walk up to crafty, you request your snack, which is, I gotta say this, that's kind of great because that keeps you from just wandering over to crafty when you're <laughs> bored and just feel like grazing. And that's how, like, that's how the friends got, got fat. That's how, <laughs> that's how the friends got fat around season five is they're like, fuck it. I'm bored. I, I know this character inside and out. I'm going to want over and, and Chandler wants some pretzels. But if you have to actually go to another human being and go, give me some pretzels that clips your wings, that slows you down Jimmy, sure. and you, you pull back a little bit and you're not as uh, eager to graze. So, 
Yeah, you do absolutely everything with um, your mask on. The shows that I've been doing, I've done two at an HBO show and I did a Netflix show, and neither show is acknowledging the pandemic in the scripts. So it's it's either happening before or after in some weird Marvel Cinematic alternate <laughs> universe where they, they don't have a plague. And um, so there'll be little moments where like script supervisors will come over you and go, hi, your mask is sticking out of your pocket. You need to fix that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, little dumb things like that happen all the time. And I guess there are some shows, like I guess a lot of the cop shows are acknowledging the pandemic and 911 is, rec- is acknowledging the pandemic and... This is I us. guess Meredith Grey has COVID. I don't watch Grey's Anatomy anymore, but apparently she's she had COVID at the beginning of the season. Um, so but the shows I've been working on, it's just not an issue. So um yeah, we just do absolutely everything with our masks on. You don't have those kind of fun communal lunches anymore. You take your lunch, you go back to your room, you eat. Um it's weird. I won't lie. It's weird and it's a bit less fun, but everything is less fun right now. So I, I don't quite feel, uh, you know, boo hoo hoo. My, my TV gig is, is not as, uh, not the playground it once was. Uh, we're doing fine. Uh, John, do quick follow up. And I'm just basing this on what I could see there. At the beginning of the pandemic, did you say, you know what? Uh, this would be a good time to uh, tuck that cord in behind that TV. And it just never, you never got around to it. That's exactly how that went down. Yeah. That is exactly how that went down. And then it somehow seemed to elongate. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not great. Um, this is our bedroom, too. Like, I got to wake up and look at that thing every morning. Oh, you can't be happy with that. No, I think there's a, it's, a, it's a deep gnawing pain inside of me that I've only now been able to isolate. Thank you. That's what uh, should I correct it right now? Um, I, I can only right speak now. for my uh, obsession. That'd be right great. Because yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's bothering you. And that means it's bothering me, Jimmy. I got to take my headphones off. So be kind when I when you, I can't hear you. OK, uh, John Ross Bowie is up and moving. He is going to tuck that cord in. I wonder if that's even because with the. Oh, it is really calcified. It is really stuck in its ways. This oh, thing. dear. Look at this. Holy shit. Aha. Aha. Yes. There we are. Ah, wait. No, oh, no Matt, Matt, you were worried this. it wasn't going to go in. Look at this. No, I was worried that it wasn't going to be in the frame of Elliot's. Uh, well, I will. Ma- I will. I will have to make. On, I, there was a reason why yes, in the yes, break yes. I moved things. Yeah. But oh, uh, I we're going to be fine. All right. There we go. Uh, see, that's the I think. If you're living there now, again, if you have the video, you get to see John up and moving. You get to see he's wearing uh, wait, a pant. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, uh. Oh, that's nice. No, that's it, nice. It is. Now, nice. not now. I got this other thing over here. Oh no, that that can't be done. That no, can't you can't fixed. move that. That's right into the wall. That part can't be fixed. It has to go into the wall. But yeah, the yeah. the dangly thing has been corrected, right. and I feel mostly. Thirty percent better. <laughs> I I would feel a hundred percent better. I know my eyes are feeling better. Good. And my eyes yeah. have seen the glory. You know that. Oh yeah, of the coming of the Lord. That's yeah. right. Every That's Sunday, buddy. About. I dropped to my goddamn knees. That's where I'm best. Um, that was a <laughs> uh, quote from that uh, Lauren Bobart, I believe is. Uh, Oh boy! Uh, the, Did she say that she she dropped my I dropped to my knees? That's where I'm that's at my what, best. I'm, I'm best. I'm best when I'm on my knees. Like she tweeted out, like, wow. "Did you not think that this would go the other direction?" <laughs> She's the best. She is. They've got there are two freshman Congress right? women over on that side that are just the future of that party, and it just makes me cackle. <laughs> What's her face? Marjorie got banned from Twitter. Uh, um, she's screaming at Georgia party officials. They're screaming back. Um, it's really, it's really interesting, um, to watch them deal with a loss so poorly. Yeah. Um, 
it, it it's always going to be, you know, the thing about being a, a lifelong Democrat is that my party's forever yelling at itself. You know, we're just constantly, you know, because we'll the whole deal about being a Democrat is we are trying to hear everybody out and our primaries take forever and we're constantly <laughs> fighting and this person's not left enough and this person's too centrist and debt to debt. But and the Republicans are just like this unified monolith stormtrooper, yeah. you know, rock who never argue amongst themselves and to watch them just descend into chaos has been endlessly amusing. I don't mean to get too political but wow is it funny <laughs> it uh, what i love about those two john to your point is it's like you know i'm not a fan of this you know hold my beer that seems to be the you know the the new uh, yes. easy way to say a joke but it really is these two one of them will say something fucking whack job nuts and the other one's like nope hold my beer it i'm gonna be really weirder than you and then the other one comes and go oh no i'll be weirder than you it's like the two of them are literally battling out to be who could be the weirdest of the new fucking congress people it's it's such a terrific crazy off to watch and and yes. they are so they are so it's, it's just a photo finish every single day with those two it is delightful Agreed. delightful and john just to be clear uh, this is the last recording we're doing during the trump administration uh you did vote for joe biden correct there was talk of you going to, for trump on the second term uh but you did go with joe well when my when i was so um uh disappointed by how my first vote for trump came out <laughs> I, I i realized that good god see i don't know if I, i'm so worried whether or not people can understand sarcasm anymore i make so <laughs> many jokes online that get me pilloried that I I'm, I'm I don't even I'm hesitant to even joke that I no I wrote in Kanye I, uh, I nice. for everything what shit that he wasn't writing for I I wrote him in for uh, board of electors city council I just went because I figured he was going to win one of them and you can imagine my disappointment <laughs> sure um, no I am um, I'll be I, I've spoken about this candidly. I have a I was one of those Ralph Nader guys in 2000 and have never quite fully forgiven myself. Now, I've read I voted in New York where Gore was a lock. I I it was a protest vote because I thought they were so similar in their policies. <laughs> oh, God. So um, Johnny doesn't get cute around presidential elections anymore. <laughs> Johnny doesn't get cute. Johnny doesn't go. Well, actually, what I did was, you know, it's the lesser of two evils is still evil. I don't play that shit anymore at all. I am ancient. I am middle aged. I have made some mistakes and i uh yeah i was i was in on by the second he got the nomination i put his picture up he's not my favorite guy but i went all in i did yep. what the republicans usually do i didn't fall in love i fell in line you know i let's yep. let's uh let's get this fucking party started most of being an adulthood is voting against things <laughs> <laughs> like around the house you know yeah Stop playing Fortnite. Well, what should I do? I don't care, but stop playing Fortnite. <laughs> it's just you're just you're just lodging dissenting votes. No, you don't necessarily have solutions. You just know what you don't want. Um, I am so glad that the Fortnite Minecraft uh, time, I, although it was never Fortnite, it was, a, it was Minecraft in this house. Um, I, and I'm with you. It was the hearing about it was the worst part. Like, <laughs> dude, I, I again, I don't want to hear somebody's bad golf game. I don't want to hear their bad time in Vegas on how they got a bad hand. I don't need to hear any of that. And I definitely don't need to hear about Minecraft. Yeah. No. And I, I will. I try to alleviate the boredom by playing with him occasionally, which is fine. Excuse me. But I, I feel like um, there, there, there comes a point where I am 
plummeting through my 40s and it's just unseemly to be <laughs> sitting there in a tournament with my son <laughs> um, you know, uh, it's just you know there's there's bonding and then there's this horrible regression you know and you've got to kind of find yourself on the right side of that right. line uh to this point uh matt belknap there was a uh, i popped up let me see if i could find it here very quickly it popped up on uh you know how the, uh, facebook will give you the memories you know how it yeah. does that yep uh, the memory uh, today uh, comes to us from, uh, let me see if I could find, uh, there it is, yeah. Comes back to, uh, from 2013. Uh, I, I, uh, this is from January 18th, 2013. Uh, this is what I posted. I'm a 46-year-old man who just said this out loud to himself. I think orange is my favorite new color. <laughs> uh, all right, is my new favorite color. And then Matt Belknap <coughs> responded with, uh, this one. Matt was on uh, social media. Matt, you said, um, wait, do boys not incessantly ask their parents what their favorite color is? Because girls do. God help me. They do. <laughs> <laughs> so back in 2013, apparently, uh, uh, Zoe's favorite color was purple yeah. and uh, was asking you constantly about your favorite color. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's still asking me uh inane color-based questions i have to sad to report uh for, for some reason she thinks it's funny to when there's any lull in any conversation at the dinner table she's like what's your favorite shade of green like she'll, <laughs> <laughs> or just like something that there's no answer to like it just like nobody could possibly find a way to give a shit about this and she just <laughs> she's endlessly amused by by torturing us with those kinds of nonsense questions Love it. Uh, and what, uh, Matt, over the weekend, the kids do it. Uh, they're, they're off school today, of course, right? Kelly. The answer is Kelly, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Green? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, they are off school today. Um, I forgot that Oliver was off school until last uh, last night when it uh, dawned on everybody uh, that uh, he would not be going to school today. Yeah. Um, I, of course, it, voted against it. It barely matters. I mean, <laughs> right. it just yeah. means that they're doing something else in their room for those few yes. hours <laughs> instead of... Uh, talking to a teacher um i think that they should just do away with all the off days and uh just to give them uh add them all up and then just take a week off uh get off school a week earlier at the end of the year well jimmy we're mm -hmm. celebrating dr martin luther king i Jr. understand the premise yeah mm -hmm. and again i like chuck grashley voted against this holiday <laughs> <laughs> uh i guess they're what chuck grashley and one other guy are the only two that are still in office that voted against this being a holiday wow mm. McCain yeah. was one. I think John McCain was one. I hate to say it. He was, right? I think you're right. So, yeah. Cool. And I think that's why we have the song by the time I get to Arizona from Public Enemy. Yeah. Garen, check me on that. Would you love? It, it is. I saw Garen. Garen's the person I've seen most recently. I, I stumbled into Garen's mm -hmm. workplace not two mm -hmm. weeks ago. We, we uh, John, we do a, a segment on this show that we have not been able to do very often during the pandemic of celebrity sighting. And Garen said I had a celebrity sighting and uh, he told us all about it. We and we guessed and we, uh, Matt Belknap guessed it right. And it was very exciting. It was an exciting game that we hadn't played in a while. What were the clues? Well, we, uh, we you know, we play a 20 question style. So we we narrowed it down to a uh, a white actor over 40 who is in comedy television and is a regular guest on our show. Oh, OK. I guess that does kind of uh, <laughs> take it down to me and Ron Corddry, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but, but, but it took us a while to get there. It took us a little bit to get there. OK, OK. Uh, Rich, Rich Summer was in play for a second or two. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. Rich Summer's in his 40s now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Welcome to the party. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> we wish everybody a happy. All right. Listen, uh, Matt Belknap, please play some music. We do have uh, it's time for Oliver's trivia question. All right. Yeah. Here we go. I 
Elvis question is on its way Elvis question is here to stay And Matt will probably get it right That's not okay All right, we thank whoever. Who sent that in, Matt? Do you remember the uh, the artist on that? Oh, you know, most of them are labeled, and that one's not labeled. It's a, a newer one. I got to look it up. Um, well, we thank that gentleman for sending it in. All right, here we go. Uh, here's Oliver, the topic this week. And, of course, if you get this right or if uh, it comes down to uh, the uh, betting, uh, the strategy, uh, you get $5 from the Jeremy Herbal Trivia Tin. Uh, here's your topic. Uh, this is with an exclamation point. Joke's on you. Mm. Topic is jokes on you. Oh boy! Uh, and Matt, could it be Tyler Brubaker? That sounds very possible. I'm looking. Brubaker, up. starring Joe Don Baker. Is that true? Was he in that? Would you jokes say starring? Wait, who starred in Brubaker if it was not uh, Joe Don Baker? Robert Redford. Sir, I don't see past uh, Joe Don Baker whenever he's in any movie. <laughs> when when he's in a movie, you call that's that's the he's the the name above the title as far as you're he concerned. is as far as I'm concerned. Any movie that that guy's in, uh, he's the star. Absolutely, Joe Don Baker in Reality Bites. <laughs> <laughs> he is, by the way. You can check me, but I'm right. I, I would imagine. <laughs> Speaking of checking, Garen, did you check that uh, John McCain uh, Arizona song? Uh, he- Oh, he he did vote against that. I don't actually can get to the song yet. I mean, there but, it's true but, that that song is about Arizona refusing to uh, take the day off for Martin Luther King. So if 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 uh, McCain had a hand in Arizona not acknowledging that uh, holiday, then then that is correct. I also don't think Joe Don Baker is in Brew Baker. He's on Brew Baker. Maybe I'm not no. kidding. My whole I would have if this was the last question on Millionaire, I would have said it with a confidence <laughs> that I never had. I would have, uh, uh, I I would have been the guy like calling my dad like that guy did to say that I'm about to win one million dollars. That's how confident I would have been. Oof, really? Baker. Wow. Yeah. Wait, wait, what's the category again? Jokes on you. Jokes on you. Joe Don Baker has nothing to do with the, uh, the trivia question. This <laughs> well, you don't know that. <laughs> the joke's on me and actually the question is Joe Don Baker was not in there joke's on you dad shut your mouth <laughs> what character actor appeared in reality bites but not Brew Baker? <laughs> Jesus what are the odds that he wrote that alive Joe Don Baker by the way oh well not anymore as soon as we mention him on this show you know what's <laughs> well, no, obviously we've killed him just now I know how this show works yeah. this show's got an impeccable track record in oh, that regard good. but uh yeah t- hey we just took out a murderer so did we? Did, oh, did we? You, uh, did you, were you guys talking Phil Spector right before he kicked it? Did we? Yeah, he came up just a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the Supremes or Motown or something. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, That's right. Yeah, yeah. You, I remember you looking up his uh, his resume, and of course, John Ross Bowie. Tying it back to the guest, wrote a great play about uh, the crazy Phil Spector uh, producing the Ramones, uh, Four Chords and a Gun. Love it. Think about it every time I see Phil Spector's crazy hair. In a oh, good, good, good. Uh, yeah, I got a weird, um, I can't condolence texts yesterday, <laughs> but I had a lot of people reaching out to me that Phil Spector had died. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, are you checking in on me? <laughs> what is exactly, huh? Uh, but it was... Uh, lost for a better word it was thoughtful (laughs) listen it's nice when anybody checks in about anything these days i'll I'll take it it's nice that they remembered your connection to him yes exactly i mean it was like hey we're sorry for your loss but it was still just sort of like 
Thinking of you, man. <laughs> right. That's that's you, that's like the ahead, joke. Man, sorry. That's like the joke that we always say. Like some people just feel the need to find any connection to a celebrity death, and the one that we always laugh about is who was it, Jimmy? It was some. Uh, it was Dennis Farina. Dennis Farina, and, and it was somebody from my uh, the old neighborhood where I grew up who said, um, uh, "This one's tough." My cousin worked for his uncle. <laughs> Right? Wasn't it that, Matt? Wasn't it something like literally this person's not even in the conversation? Like, this one's tough. This one's tough. My cousin worked for time. My family thanks you for respecting our privacy at this difficult time. You you, you literally are not part of this conversation. You have no reason getting involved in this. Apparently, um, this is so tragic. Um, So, Adam Schlesinger from Fountains of Wayne, who we lost last year to COVID, apparently he had actually coined a phrase for just this sort of thing when you desperately link a celebrity's death to you he called an ego obituary (laughs) right isn't that incredible yes and when he died the people who worked with him on crazy ex-girlfriend were like at the risk of performing an ego obituary (laughs) right um but he got credit for that delightful sniglet um but it's it's so true it is amazing the way people will be like i mean people i've worked with have passed and just it's awful but i'm not gonna rush and find a screen cap (laughs) (laughs) right you know it's just icky you know if there's something like if we kept in touch like okay let's see perhaps there's there's a, a time and a moment to eulogize this person but um but yeah it's uh it is pretty gross the way people will will scramble to go up the the grief uh of others yeah again here i go making the show occasionally not funny <laughs> uh, john we have conversations with real people on here okay i will say speaking of uh covid related celebrity deaths um who was it was it siegfried or roy who just died we lost siegfried last siegfried. week. siegfried but but so i didn't realize reading his obituary i didn't realize that roy had died of of covid uh because like like, a year ago right like early on yeah like i i guess mm-hmm. we were sort of informally john trying to keep track of like who's the most famous person to die of covid and uh and i think adam schlesinger actually had a a case for, for a little while but i guess siegfried or roy whichever one you said i don't remember i guess it'd be uh, yeah i guess it'd be one of those guys yeah um i mean everybody knows those two names uh, although yes, Sieg- it's siegfried true. it's not confirmed it's covid related yet with him right is that with, the one that just died yeah i don't think it was i don't think it was okay. covid related but roy it, was yes yeah no uh and who was Roy was the one who had been mauled. Correct. Okay. okay. Well, I can't right? catch a break. <laughs> it was pancreatic cancer that, that took Siegfried. Yeah. Or Fleischbacher. I'm not sure which one is but which. Please don't confuse it anymore. Well, Siegfried's <laughs> the first name and Fleischbacher or whatever is his last name. Okay. So yeah. So it's Roy Horn. Yeah. He died of COVID. And it's Fleischbacher's monster, technically. Yeah. <laughs> idiot. Sorry. Idiot. Yeah, he was absolutely uh, fair to call me an idiot. <laughs> All right, here's your question. Here's Oliver's trivia question. Everybody has their bet in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right, joke's on you. That's our topic. Here comes the question. Uh, okay, opening up. Oh, shit. Rip the paper. That, that might. Okay, here we go. As an April Fool's prank... In 1998, what fast food chain announced that they bought a patriotic landmark and renamed it to better fit their brand? As an April Fool's prank in 1998, what fast food chain announced that they bought a patriotic patriotic landmark and renamed it to better fit their brand? 
Damn, this is sort of familiar. Huh. I kind oh, I kind of remember something like that happening, but I have no recollection of what it what, what brand it was. So the so the the answer will be the brand or the location. The answer will be the uh, the brand. The question is what the, the fast food fast chain. food chain. Yeah. You're looking for the fast food chain. Which one had a good sense of humor in the late '90s mm-hmm. and uh, announced that they bought this landmark and renamed it to better fit their brand? So write your answers down. Now's the time to do it. Uh, and with that, I will start going around the horn. Uh, I'll go around the... You know what? I think we should name this the Roy Horn. I think we should uh, <laughs> give this the, uh, the official title. We'll go around the Roy Horn. Yeah. Uh, Checking who did or did not get mauled by a tiger. Um, uh, by the way, on the uh, Alley and Bean podcast, I, I, I learned this, that uh, Paul McCartney was being interviewed, and they asked him about how he was doing during the lockdown. And Paul McCartney said, well, around here, we call it a rockdown. <laughs> And oh, no. I'm in on that. I'm all if, if you can call it Rocktober, you can call it a rockdown. Really? Huh. That's not you, the way I thought that was going to go, Jimmy. You thought I'd be against it. I thought you'd. I, well, first of all, you're never you've always made a point of saying that you don't give a shit about the Beatles. So that comes into play. It just seems like an old man saying something kind of dad jokey. We uh, call it the rockdown. Nope. Around here, it's a rockdown. I'm in. I don't know. I, again, if, if okay. I can embrace Rocktober, I, then I'm I'm happy for you uh, that you're embracing it. Uh, that's all I can say. Uh, so what I'm what I'm saying is, get used to me saying that now for the rest of Rockdown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Although it does, if I may, it sounds like somebody doing an offensive Asian impression. It, it does sound like that. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Now that I said it so quickly in a sentence, yeah. so it, it might be out, guys. I'm out on this. <laughs> Did did Paul did Sir Paul McCartney uh, pull his eyes into a squint with his fingers when he said? I didn't oh, see it on video, no. but it's starting to make sense now. Yes, that, oh. that's not good. Around here we call it a rockdown. Like, Paul, <laughs> what are you doing? You can't do that. Oh, I'm an old dumb man. I can get away with it. That's what he that's says. Adorable. I'm the cute one. Of course I can. Come on. Hey, it's not really me. I actually died in 1970. <laughs> <laughs> we call it a rockdown. Ah, I just lost. A, all right, uh, let's check in there with the Never Not Funny Weather Desk that is up there in the tri corners of the valley with Garen Cockrell. Now, Garen, over the weekend uh, in the Valley, you guys hit like 90 degrees on one day, didn't you? 88, it, 90? It was bizarre. Like sweat outside hot. It's, it's, uh, and then right back to normal uh, seasonal weather uh, today. No, it's, or is it's, it still it's, hot. It's, it's, still, nope, still, it's hot. still warm. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. We've got 79 degrees here in North Sherman Oaks. And is that, uh, uh, is that high for this time of year? Because to me, mid 70s seems to be the norm. Uh, f- yeah, it's usually kind of chilly. I feel like it's, um, rainy, it's been in the 60s. But, uh, yeah, it, it yeah. basically went from like mid to high 60s to 90. Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, back to the 79 today. Uh, yesterday was so crazy. I looked outside and it looked like one of those days where it's like, oh, it's sunny. But it, you probably walk outside and it's, it's cold and brisk because it's January. Mm-hmm. And then you go outside and go, oh, I shouldn't have worn pants. <laughs> very warm. Very, yeah. very warm. Yeah. Uh, Garen, what did you do over there? You had your last day at work, did you not? I did. That was Friday. Did they have a big fanfare for you like Trump is hoping for when he walks away? Did they have a a (laughs) trumpet or anything for you? They gave me my last paycheck. Oh, Jesus. In cash. Also, a bunch of Garen supporters stormed the store. (laughs) I I had to distance myself from that situation, but it it was... uh, uh, it was an exciting didn't, didn't night. Distance yourself enough, Garen. I got to say, you could have taken a little more responsibility for your role in that. It seems uh, like you, know, you encouraged it. You were. Stand- it kind of seemed like you encouraged that. I mean, the inflammatory I, base there. I there there is evidence of that. I mean, there are the T-shirts. 
I, I we saw got you Darren's lot t-shirts. That's I right. saw you standing in front of Panera Bread across the street saying, "We're going to go down there. We're going to take well, this building." I, I <laughs> and I'll be list. right there with you. <laughs> uh, of all the places to pick across the street, <laughs> the Panera Bread. Panera Bread. <laughs> yeah, that just home run. I'm looking at. I'm, I'm picturing that whole stretch of venture in my head, and you yeah. picked the absolute best possible place for that joke to land. That was Thank just you. Thank you. really that's craftsmanship is what that is. <laughs> Wonderful. If only we had heard a counter burger doesn't counter burger doesn't carry nearly that much weight. No, sorry. No. Panera. <laughs> Love it. Uh, boy, I've not, I've not had Panera during this entire uh, rock down. Has anybody else had it yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. I have actually. Uh, there's one close to me. My, you know what? Uh, oh, I lied. I went in there once we, and, and we got, uh, Oliver and I got a couple of cookies. We got the dessert. Um, but, uh, my family does not care for the pan, uh, Panera bread. I'm with really? them. I'm, I, I have not enjoyed Panera bread in years. It was good when it first came out. I feel like it would, it was a classic story of, Hey, this is great and kind of a little healthier. And then I feel like, and I don't know if it's intentional or not. I feel like restaurants do this. Chains do this sometimes where it's like, all right, we got the business. Now we're going to you know we're going to spend less on the actual food that we're serving them and uh, make more money and it starts not tasting as good i still like that soup sandwich combo it is expensive garen i agree with that like bizarrely expensive yeah for soup yes i have an aunt who lives down in san diego county and i've been going down to get her groceries every couple of weeks and because i don't want her um you know she's got some lung issues and i want her going out if she doesn't have to um and as you leave the greater Los Angeles area, your dietary options thin out somewhat. <laughs> um, and uh, I have sort of a one-two combination of desperately needing to use a bathroom and desperately needing something to eat. And uh, and uh, Panera uh, Panera Bread hooked me up uh, not too far from Camp Pendleton, and uh, it was uh, it, it 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 was a port in a storm. I have to say, <laughs> they right? were uh, they were there for me when I needed them most. What do you uh, what John, do you get there? I'm curious. Sorry. Hmm? What do you get there? What's what's good? Oh, I get just whatever real simple turkey on a baguette thing they've got. I don't go too fancy. Okay. Um uh and uh I did not get soup with it because I was going to eat it in the car and right. um you know, you you make that mistake exactly once. <laughs> you I don't already have. You don't have that attachment on your steering wheel that uh, you can put a soup, soup bowl. Attachment? <laughs> yeah. See that doesn't it doesn't actually work the way yeah, as you can see from the way Elliot's miming, that doesn't actually yeah, you don't you if you're if you can guarantee that you're not gonna make any turns, it's great. Yeah. But um, you know, the slightest lane shift and and you've got just a lot of split pee in your and I got to tell you, John, if you get the advanced one that's supposed to correct that, that kind of has like a gyroscopic action, it doesn't mm-hmm. catch up enough. It doesn't. Yeah, it's, no. still, it's still the technology's turned. not there yet. The technology's no. simply not there yet. Try again, Elon. Elon Musk <laughs> ignores my fucking emails. And uh, I don't know. You know, progress is slow. The arc of history is, is long, but it bends towards justice. That's a Martin Luther King quote, guys. <laughs> Perfect day for it. Perfect day for it. Hey, John, uh, serious question. Uh, You're going down there once a month. Are you finding that two two hours in the car just, uh, uh, even though we're alone kind of anyway all the time, it's kind of uh, relaxing, right, to just get in the car and zone out? It's lovely. (laughs) Don't tell my family (laughs) because I play the martyr about having to go down and get groceries for Aunt Sheila. But it's bliss, and I dawdle, (laughs) and I pull over and look at the ocean. (laughs) 
I love, and, I love the word selection, Donald. And it's, I can listen to anything I want. And then if I want to stop in the middle, I can do that too. Oh, it's so good. I hope Aunt Sheila lives forever. I will continue to get her groceries after the pandemic. I will make up illnesses for her. It's bliss. Oh, man, can I come? Can I come once or twice? <laughs> no, I don't think the whole point, the whole point is that I am completely by myself. If you want to take shifts, you can go down and get groceries. Yeah. Maybe she needs, uh, maybe can, she needs once a week so we could trade maybe she off. She needs once a week. And if yeah. you want to go down to the Stater brothers in San Diego, one of the Stater brothers in San Diego County, which is basically the opposite of Paxil. Like what, whatever your antidepressant is, find the Stater Brothers in Los Angeles County, and that is, the, or in San Diego County, and it is the opposite of an antidepressant. It is remarkable what that does to my mood, but it's oh. still worth it because the trip is great. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, that's John Ross Bowie taking time away from his many acting auditions. Uh, his wife uh, reads with him if need to be. Uh, but let's check back in with Garen Cockerell. He's over there at the weather desk, the dry corners. Uh, so, Garen, the job is over. Are you on call if they need you? How does it work? Uh, no. Um, but once the vaccine hits, I, I, I will be probably going back unless something happens. But, yeah. Uh, well, I wish you luck. I told them they could if they wanted, but I don't know if they're going to. I'd like to see you back there. I'd like to see you back there in the, uh, the nonfiction. That's right. That's where I prefer to see you. <laughs> That's my okay. speciality. What? what the speciality. Speciality. It's <laughs> a fancy what? way of saying specialty. I know. I, I saw. I very much enjoyed it. It, yeah. it, it had. He put a little Westernality on it. Yes, it, did. <laughs> it uh, seemed to work. <laughs> uh, that's of course the great Florence Henderson, who was on an episode of Never Not Funny, live from San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, Garen. Uh, yeah, we had Florence Henderson on, um, uh, and then uh, and she was on at the very beginning of the show. It was very uh, her schedule was uh, she was told the wrong time, and uh, did not seem interested in waiting around. Did not say it rudely, but I was like, yeah, you, you know, the show starts at one. We'll probably bring you on around one thirty. She's like, yeah, I'd like to be done by then. Like, oh, okay, very good. <laughs> so we had her on at the top. So uh, my father's um, first job of the army was a uh, page for um, The Tonight Show with Jack Parr. He was an NBC page. Um, wow. It was his, this was his his first and last uh, show business job. Um, but a frequent guest was a young nightclub singer named Florence Henderson. And my father always spoke so highly of her. She was so pleasant, so friendly, so nice to even the pages. Uh, you know, my dorky ass dad running around there like Kenneth uh, was apparently just <laughs> completely everybody was completely over the moon in love with her this was you know odd this would have been seven or eight years before brady bunch right um uh so she was doing a little bit of theater and doing some nightclub stuff and um but yeah she had a terrific reputation around the jack Parr tonight show i'm glad to hear that and again she was very very nice to us about wanting to yeah. just get it over with uh um, cool. but good to hear. Uh, she just was given the wrong time and then it didn't fit her schedule and so on and so forth but uh uh, it disrupted our show and ruined it. <laughs> but she was very nice about it. Very, very nice about it. She was very, very nice. Uh, hey, am I wrong? Was she not in the pilot for the Brady Bunch? Was it another woman that played the wife in the pilot? Well, she's in the 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 pilot that they aired. Like the first episode is was she, basically right? the pilot. Which I'm I'm only assuming that because 
they have a different house in the pilot. Um, and then when the series started, they switched to the house that we all Maybe know. that's what I'm thinking about. Maybe I'm thinking of a different house in the pilot. <laughs> yeah. No, but I want to say it was a different woman, though, or maybe it, it wasn't. It, was a, it wasn't a different dude, right? It wasn't. Everybody was there. Ro- uh, R- Robert Reed. Is that his name? Robert Reed. Yeah. The great Robert Reed. He was there. Lived a lie his entire career. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, different time. It was sad. But uh, yeah, I know. I, even Alice was in there. Um what am I thinking of then? What pilot would it have been where the mother was different than the very successful series? You're thinking of Jeffrey Hunter on Star Trek. I am. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for clarifying it. Are you thinking? You're not obviously not thinking of, of uh, Valerie slash the Hogan family. No, I'm not, sir. No, I'm not. Complete overall. That wasn't a pilot thing. That was. Yeah, that's uh, like the whole season. Valerie Harper leaving. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or there's uh, two I, seasons, maybe. I don't remember how, yeah. how many they did with, with Valerie Harper, but. I went to watch that again recently uh, because uh, I do like Jason Bateman and I do love Valerie Harper. And uh, that's a that's a tough watch, fellas. Really? That's a tough watch. Is it streaming somewhere? It was streaming somewhere. Yeah, really? Yeah. From my DVD collection. So I was able to go and get them <laughs> and uh, bring it over. I got uh, I got all of Valerie Harper's work on DVD. You know, that. sure. Right. Uh, I, you know, I, 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 I'm not kidding. I watched Rhoda as a child. And when I discovered that Rhoda lived in New York, I begged my parents to let us go visit Rhoda. And that's when I understood that's when acting was explained to me. (laughs) That's when acting was explained to me. I'm not kidding. Um, And I would have been like four or five and I wanted to go visit Rhoda. And imagine like my parents who, you know, again, not really in the business. My father had been a page at NBC, but, you know, that happy to be like, no, this is not, you know, not being able to lay it down, like, no, that's a sound stage. It's probably in the valley somewhere. Like, and not able to explain it the way we could explain it to our children, yeah. just sort of at a loss of like, no, this is fake. Are you, what's wrong with you? <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I think when I was still on Twitter and Miss Harper was alive and still on Twitter, I think I tweeted her that because she had, terminal cancer and it was Aww. she was very public about that and i was like you know she'll probably she didn't write back but i was like i want to make sure my side of the street is in order i want to tell <laughs> valerie harper what she meant to me yeah and uh what a key part of me doing what i do for a living I was like okay well if i cannot visit rhoda then i will visit things like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> i too uh- will go to the place where uh and again i don't know what i was thinking like oh so this real woman has an audience that's laughing at her <laughs> i don't know what my internal logic was but i was very very heartbroken to find that i could not visit rhoda yeah. um i like how you made that a ego obituary for yourself as well you, <laughs> i did, I did uh, just now didn't i shit uh, john i will share this with you there was a uh, uh, growing up on wgn television in chicago there was um, bozo circus was on in sure. the morning uh and it was uh, there was also a guy named ray rayner he would uh uh, Ray Rayner and friends and he would do little projects and he would show uh, hey let's watch a Roadrunner cartoon and he would throw to cartoons and stuff like that and he also played a clown named Oliver O. Oliver on the Bozo Circus show so he was on Bozo and then also had his own show and Oliver O. Oliver was announcing that he was leaving Bozo um, so that he could focus on you know other duties or whatever in reality it was just Ray didn't want to be on two shows he was busy um, and I cried like crazy that Oliver Oliver was leaving Bozo Circus because he was my favorite clown on the show. I cried as a young boy, maybe, again, three or four years old. And my mom and dad had explained to me, 
that's just a guy in makeup that's actually ray rayner and so like that had to um same deal i had to be sat down and explained that clowns are not real they are just dudes in makeup and that's that guy so i get it you're yeah. either terrified of them or they break your heart. Fucking clowns, man. I just, they're, I, yeah. It's a lose-lose with those guys. It's a lose-lose with the clown. Yeah. It really is. Uh, true or false, too, John. I, uh, Ray Rayner used to announce people's birthdays if you sent in the name. And when he, uh, when he said happy birthday to me, uh, I then w- I ran up to the TV and into the speaker said thank you. <laughs> true. True. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. 100% yeah, true. Okay. Yeah. Thought he I could hear me. Right. Thought yeah. he could hear me through the speaker. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, Small boy similar similar situation yesterday in our house not in our house but uh it was two of my nephew's uh birthdays are this week so we we got together on zoom uh to celebrate and uh someone decided that uh instead of just having an awkward endless zoom call we would uh, all watch uh, star wars together uh like at the same time and uh and it was my not not the birthday boy but his younger brother rafa it was it, it was his first star wars movie we watched the force awakens so but he had never seen a star wars movie before and apparently i was told after <laughs> he he was so excited to see a star wars movie and when it ended he's he's like i think um four or five. Oh shoot i forget how old he is now anyway he's young and when the movie ended he went around and hugged his mom his dad his brother and then he went to hug the television <laughs> love it that's how, love much, it. that's how much he loves so star can, wars i guess yeah why not you can start with with force awakens and it works you'll enjoy it i guess i, I think it was only because his brother his older brother who was it was his birthday um had just watched a new hope uh two weeks ago so we decided let's not watch that again we'll watch force awakens is a decent entry point i guess uh yeah sure yeah so now, what's that like having a viewing party via zoom is that uh you know what fun? i i i have to admit i didn't fully understand why we were doing it um like w- like what the mechanics of it were in terms of are we really all just gonna sit here like i can i can just i can turn this off and walk away if i want to we didn't <laughs> we didn't leave zoom on we didn't leave zoom on the whole time like we got on zoom saying happy birthday shut off zoom but then disney plus has this feature where you can have a group watch where basically one person is the host and then everybody else joins that group and then everybody's is synced up and watching it together and you wouldn't think that that would be anything at all it's kind of like well we could all just press start at the same time who cares if it's synced or not but as we were watching it we were all texting back and forth and that was kind of fun uh so it it had some value to it i I kind of enjoyed getting you know since i've seen the movie a hundred times just getting texts and and sending texts uh, as it went along and it felt like we did kind of share the experience of it uh, as as much Great. as you can in this situation. So I'm, I'm not against it. I, I, I was surprised. I was surprised at how enjoyable it was, given that I thought it was going to be basically no different than watching it by myself. Right. Uh, all right. John Ross Bowie's here. You know what? Let's take a break before we get around, go around the uh, the, the Roy Horn uh, and uh, get everybody's answers. <laughs> so uh, let's take that break. We'll be back. John Ross Bowie right after this. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. John Ross Bowie is on Instagram at John Ross Bowie. He's no longer on Twitter. You can read all about it on his Tumblr page, though. That's a sentence that uh, probably wouldn't make sense to past generations, but uh, look it up. It's fun. And uh, he wrote something very nice and thoughtful about that. 
So go check it out uh, and check him out on the upcoming projects he has uh, under wraps at the moment, but he'll be on some stuff coming soon-ish, I hope, on HBO and Netflix. So look for those. Uh, Meanwhile, Jimmy Pardo is going to be seen in the Flappers Zoom Room on February 19th, 7 p.m. Pacific show. Go to flapperscomedy.com if you want to get tickets to that. It's a virtual show. That means you can uh, be anywhere in the world and check it out. So that's fun. And uh, to support Flappers, you know, that's what Jimmy's doing by doing these monthly shows. And uh, hopefully you can support them too. You can uh, support us uh, more than you're already doing, which thank you for doing that. But you can go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash nevernotfunny and watch new episodes of Jimmy's Records and Tapes every Tuesday. Please subscribe. Please hit the bell for notifications so you know when new stuff goes up. And uh, leave a comment or a like or thumbs up, whatever you want to do. It helps spread the word about that stuff. We appreciate that. Enjoy. I'm going to pronounce this properly. Earnin. Earnin. E-A-R-N-I-N is pronounced Earnin. I don't know how else you would pronounce it, but they really want it clear that that's how to pronounce it. Yeah, I guess maybe some people might get a little confused because two words that are usually separated by a space are actually squished together into one word. All right, so let's let's go with your premise. Mm -hmm. You got the two words. You got earn and in. How would you say those separately? Earnin. That's together. I asked for you to do it separately. Oh, separately. Earn in. Er, earn in. All right, now do it together. You're in. Yeah, see? You're mis- <laughs> uh, all right, so maybe they're right. Uh, earn in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to 100 bucks a day, up to 750 bucks per pay period. Look, again, we, we've talked about it before. Maybe you got a last-minute gift for a loved one. you got upcoming rent. Uh, and, uh-oh, paychecks run out with the other bills. That's where Earnin jumps in and helps you out. Uh, you can download Earnin today. Uh, let me spell that for you. We've had fun pronouncing it. <laughs> now let's spell it. Let me spell it for you. E-A-R-N-I-N, and that is in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, I'm asking you to do this for us. Type Never Not Funny under podcast when you sign up. That'll let them know that we sent you there. It helps us out. Never Not Funny under podcast over there at Earnin. It is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See Earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Once again, Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up, get up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Earnin. Get your money now. I'm going to tell you guys something, dear listener. When I started podcasting, you guys remember back in the days when tumbleweeds were across the podcasting desert? Uh, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling. What do we, we got? What, we got a hat, shirts, we got a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's easy. All because we use Shopify. Yeah, we're setting up Shopify for the uh, the perks in this uh, this new year for our, our platinum subscribers. And uh, boy, I really enjoy their website. It's super easy to set a, uh, set up an account and uh, get going with them. So kudos to them for making it easy. Well, if Matt Belknap could do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. That's what he just basically told us. That's and I uh, I uh, just uh, recapped it. I've spoken before. <laughs> yeah. I've spoken before about Shopify. Now, Shopify uh, is uh, it's just terrific. You could be selling scented soaps, which we may, we're talking about getting into the scented soap business. I would love a soap bar with the Never Enough Any logo on it, Dude, honestly. Dude, why isn't that a thing? <laughs> um, or maybe you're offering outdoor outfits. Dude, why is that a thing? <laughs> well, if it's if it's warm out, the t-shirt could be an outdoor outfit. You know what? You're right about that. Uh, but maybe we get into the jacket business. We have had hats, too. I We've had say. hats. That's true. Uh, look, you don't have to just sell your stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from the brands you love, giving customers more variety and business more sales. 
Uh, now, listen, Shopify is easy peasy, as Matt Belknap said. Uh, let me walk you through what I want you to do. You can sign up right now for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Uh, you do that right now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash P-A-R-D-O. Shopify dot com slash Pardo. Shopify. Cha-ching. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Episode 2722. 2722. We welcome you in. John Ross Bowie is here. We're thrilled to have him. He's taking time away from feeding his children pizzas. Uh, <laughs> I got to assume that they're already, uh, they've already taken the pizzas out of the oven. They've cut them up. Oh, shit. <laughs> I know. Yes, <laughs> They're all, have, they're all have, done. Have they used the pizza cutter to, to make the slices? And they've, they've done they're all little, that without... little tiny. You don't need to cut a pizza I see. big. You can just okay. kind of stuff the thing in your mouth. And um, Are these the ones that yeah. come four to the box? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Those are the best. I they're misunderstood great, right? then. I, I guess I thought these were like uh, full-size 12-inch pizzas that you were making two of them. Uh, instead, no, these are just... We do couple. own a pizza cutter. <laughs> its services will not be needed today. I understand. Thank you very much. Jeff. Thank you for the clarification. Appreciate it. Never not funny and always fascinating. I see. Uh, we have two pizza cutters. We have a normal one, and then we have one that is shaped like the uh, the Enterprise that some fan gave me, thinking that I would give a shit. <laughs> Heartbreaking. <laughs> it. Uh, I, 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 I've made it very clear. I've watched exactly one Star Wars, uh, I'm sorry, Star Trek movie and maybe uh, uh, stumbled onto the series at some point as a child when it was on Sunday mornings. It was either that or Mass for shut-ins. And so I had watched Star Trek. Uh, so certainly I should have a pizza cutter. Now, do, do, you, do you think the, the first of all, when you say a fan gave it to you, do you mean a fan of you or a fan of Walter? Uh, I think a fan of, of mine who thought that it would be a fun gift for here in the house. Okay. That's and, my guess. And my follow-up question how did that not immediately get regifted to Walter? <laughs> um, there's a chance the person gave me two. Oh, wow! <laughs> and then I, one for us and one for Walter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm I'm imagining that immediately went on a shelf. <laughs> and um, and Walter's reaction would have been great. <laughs> okay. Oh, tell that person thank you. Probably that. Yeah. Okay. Put, put it in the bin with the 12 other ones that he got mm-hmm. when, they, uh, right. when they originally released it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, if, if somebody's listening to this and sent that, I'm, I'm saying most of this for humor. Um, I just uh, I, I thank you for it because it comes in handy. Yeah. To cut a pizza. Uh, it comes in handy because we have both a vegetarian and a, a meat eater uh, here in the house. And so using the same pizza cutter isn't uh, all that great. So having two works out uh, very convenient, very happy. Better to have it and not need it, my friend. It's better to have and don't need than to need and don't have, buddy. Why don't you you just cut the vegetarian one first? Yeah. I'm trying to cover my ass here, Belknap, on shitting all over this person giving me a gift. (laughs) Trying to cover that. Of course that's what you do. Looking for some cover here. I don't need friendly fire coming into this fucking thing. Jesus. Uh, Speaking of friendly fire, let's check in with uh, Garen Cockrell. He's flaming up in the valley. Uh, what do you think about that? That's good, wow. right? Wow. That's a nice segue. I mean, several layers to that. So, so many several levels. Layers, yeah. Beautiful. Um, Garen, do you have a guess on this? Let me remind you of the question. On April Fool's, back in, as a prank in 1998, what fast food chain announced that they bought a patriotic landmark and renamed it uh, to better fit their brand? I am going to go with the only fast food restaurant that I recall doing weird shit in the 90s, Taco Bell. Taco Bell, oh. they ran for that border, didn't they? They also blew up a building for Demolition Man, which they are prominently <laughs> featured in. Oh, goodness. I didn't know that. That uh, was on MTV. 
you could win a prize and press the button or something in the building. Oh, I feel like Garen's right about this. And I feel like it was probably the Liberty Bell they, they threatened to rename. Oh, boy. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I think you nailed it. Yeah. I think. I'm not going to change my answer. I'm going to I'm, I'm on the honor system here, but I think Garen might be right. Here's I'm also not going to change my answer, but uh, you'll see why in a second. <laughs> I actually wrote down Taco Bell, crossed it out, and then went with my answer. And I just didn't think it through enough this liberty well, you don't know yet you don't know yet don't yeah know. but i like out. it i like the logic of it mm-hmm. i like it i like the oh, logic tech of it oh uh, <laughs> well good job garen a good guest taco bell is garen cockerel's guest let's check in with the councilman he's the palate cleanser there in palms hello. california elliot hopeberg hello elliot hello hey jimmy i'm wondering uh with the whole uh, joe don baker robert redford thing yes seems impossible but were you thinking of the natural no, I was not. What what, he, what what movie was Joe Don Baker in where he like was a warden or he ran a prison or something? I'm going to say uh, all of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, he might even be a prison warden in reality. Bites, man. I don't. Uh... Or in reality, he might. He may be. A, he warden. may be a prison warden. You know, when he's not acting, he's a prison he warden. Did, you know that Dennis Farina was just a cop, and then he was, uh, you know, he was shadow. Uh, De Niro uh, used him as a shadow, and then he said, "Hey, you could be an actor." So that's how he oh, said actor. That one hurts. Uh, that oh, one hurts. I know it does, buddy. I know it does. Go ahead, Matt. You were about to say something. I, I, I vaguely remember Joe Don Baker being the president of the United States in some shitty action movie. I want to say it was. Um, What's the, what's the one? I think it's Van Damme, maybe, or it's the one where they have to go from one plane to another plane in midair. Executive decision. Yeah. Yeah. Is Joe Don Baker the president? vehicle? Yeah. Is, is Joe Don Baker in that? Is that the one where Steven Seagal dies super early and you're like, oh shit, they just killed off Steven Seagal. It's like minute 25. Yeah, I couldn't remember if that was him or I thought like maybe um, Kurt Russell was also in it or something. They do kill him. Yeah, that sounds right. They kill a star in the first act and you're like, whoa, like that's cool. Like I did not think that was going to happen, but the movie's still shitty. Oh, said here. Who is president? Uh, It's it's a movie it's like not, that. It's like it's either that or, you know, there's so many of those 90s action movies had the president for no reason. It was like, eh, we didn't need to take this all the way to the White House. Like, <laughs> keep the story the contained. Top, keep, just keep it contained to the thing. Well, they about. were all trying to they were all trying to do Air Force One. Yeah, they were all trying to, right, to, right. to cash in on Air Force One mm-hmm. and doing it on a budget where uh, failing Harrison Ford, one should <laughs> uh, instead get Joe Don Baker. Yeah. I would, uh, by the way, Garen, I would ask you to go down his IMDb page, but we don't have the nine hours it would take for you to cover Joe Don Baker's career. Yeah, he's got, uh, he's got a lot. Yeah. A lot. And to that, to that end, like it occurred to me for a second, wait, was he the warden in Cool Hand Luke? And I'm like, no, that wasn't him. It was a different guy. That's George so Kennedy. I, Isn't that uh, George Kennedy? Was it? Maybe? I think, I think so. But when I look up Joe Don Baker, warden, Cool Hand Luke comes up because why? He's an uncredited actor in that movie. Is he really? Wow. Yes. It says fixer, whatever that means. He really is in everything. <laughs> wow. What so, a great, great name, too. So smart to yeah. go with Joe Don Baker as opposed to just Joe Baker. Yeah. yeah. We would ne- I, I, I would never bring up his name if it was just Joe Baker. Ever. Ever. Yeah. You know what? I just double-checked something before I introduced this uh, bit of trivia. So, But this is true. I, 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 just, I just did my own bit of garroning over here. Um, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood... The episode of Lancer that DiCaprio guests on that role, the guy who kidnaps the girl. Yes. Joe Don Baker. Joe Don Baker. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You know what I just realized? 
first of all, Joe Don Baker is in Mars Attacks, but that's not what I was thinking of. He's not the president. Um, there's a, who was that guy who was an actual senator, but then also was an actor? Oh, Fred, yeah. Fred, Fred Johnson. Fred Thompson. Fred, Thompson. Fred, Thompson. Fred Dalton Thompson. That's who I'm thinking of. That's who I was thinking <laughs> oh, of. Oh, okay. Because I always Fred get Thompson the... made a swing for the presidency in yeah. 12 or 08. And it looked, it was one of those things too, where it was like, oh, f- oh, the Democrats are fucked if, if Fred Thompson runs because he's going to destroy. And he lasted about a week and a half. Yeah. Well, I thought it was going to be Reagan 2.0 and no. All right. So, All right, so play, playing this game of Joe Don Baker plus word. Yes. I typed in Joe Don Baker president. And apparently in 2017, he was going to announce a run for the GOP for president. Joe Don Baker was? <laughs> I never heard about this. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe that's why I mixed them up. I don't really well, is, 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 This is some kind of opinion piece. So he's it's probably 85 now. So he's 82 then. Yeah. I, well, and I don't want to sound. Well, hold on it. So updated this 2017, but actually the article, now that I look at it, was posted in 2007. So that subtracts 10 years from that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I will say this, that I don't remember reading that in my Joe Don Baker fan club newsletter that I received on a monthly basis. So that's new information. Thank you. But they need, they need a new editor over there, though, because they've been they've really dropped off. I don't disagree. Really fucking dropped off. I mean, to your point from earlier, John, how many stories about Mitchell do I need to hear? Exactly, man. (laughs) I mean, since Cape Fear, it's just like they're phoning it in. I don't know what what the deal is there. He's also in Fletch, right? Is he not the, uh, isn't he a cop in Fletch? Or a congressman or something in Fletch? Senator? Uh, Fletch? In the first Fletch? I don't remember. Isn't that him? Chief Carlin. Who's boss? Who who is he? Chief Carlin? Jeff Garland? Oh, he might be the police chief. chief. He's the, yeah, chief of police. Of like the little weird messed up beach town. That movie's got a, an crazy cast because you've got Gina Davis is in there, Matheson, George Went is in it. Right. Fletch has a bonkers cast. He never leaves the beach, Fat Sam. No. It's a, it's a line from there, or or it's not. It's one that I remember. All right. I found a movie that Fred Dalton Thompson plays the president in, but this is not what I was thinking of. So I don't know. I'm just wrong. But there's a movie called Last Best Chance in 2005 where he played President Charles Ross. So there you go. (laughs) He also Uh, played Andrew Jackson in a TV short and he played Ulysses S. Grant in a, uh, a TV movie, Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee. This is Fred Thompson? Yeah. So this guy's, uh, he, he knows the role. He definitely was like, if I can't be president, I will play any president yeah. you offer me. I liked him on Law and Order. Thought he was good on there. Nice actor. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought of, I don't know if it's a fun game or it's a fun thing to think about. It would have been a fun game. But, a, but guess whether or not somebody was a vice president or the name of a fake president. <laughs> that's a good game. I like that. Oh, that yeah, that's, that is fun. Because I couldn't... Uh, I know about six vice presidents at the most. I, and I only know about nine presidents. I don't pay attention. <laughs> Those are low numbers. Maybe not low enough for the humor. Um, <laughs> I think we're all just going through our head. It, like, I was, like I was thinking of vice president names as you were saying that. So I was a little distracted. Um, <laughs> but let's check back in with uh, Elliot. He's there in Palms, California. Elliot, what's going on over there in Palms? Anything uh, that we need to uh, bring John Ross Bowie in uh, the mix on? Uh, I, I will say that uh, I said this in the break. I, uh, as part of the neighborhood council, I have, uh, I'm the chair of a committee and we have a meeting uh wednesday night so uh either it's gonna go perfectly and nothing's gonna happen and it's gonna be normal or it's gonna be canceled because something happens 
on inauguration day that uh, will will make us have to cancel. That's what I've been thinking about today. Is there concern that uh, these whack jobs are going to attack the Capitol uh, <laughs> building in Palms? <laughs> no, but here's the thing. So on the 6th, we were supposed to have our main meeting uh, and uh, the, the president of the council decided, you know, uh, things are still kind of going on. Maybe uh, maybe it's not a good idea to have that meeting today. Not because we're in any danger. We're in our homes doing through Zoom. Yeah. Um, but uh, we rescheduled that for Sunday morning because uh, just just out of out of an abundance of uh, respect, I think probably is the is the right way to think. It, we weren't we weren't afraid. We were just uh, people are concentrating on more important things. Yeah. Right? Is it Let's, isn't uh, it more about the fact that you want to watch the news? Like uh, if something's going well, on. we might, but we, we, we kind of figured that everybody else would be. And yeah. so therefore we really wouldn't have anybody paying attention. Right. Um, so that, that situation may happen on, uh, on Wednesday or we, maybe they, we won't have a government anymore. That's also one of the possibilities, right? Well, keep us posted on the first, on the part about palms. The other part we'll, we'll probably hear about before you. <laughs> I, I would hope that no, you wouldn't be please, waiting for me. Please text me because I, I don't, uh, I don't consume news in any other format. So if that, <laughs> All right. if that happens, please send me a text. I didn't realize I had that responsibility, but I will take Here it. Here in <laughs> is Palms part of Culver City or is it City of Los Angeles? Or? City of Los Angeles. City of Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, quick question. Uh, uh, for Wednesday morning for the inauguration, I believe it's uh, noon is where the, the, the transfer actually officially happens. But right. the, the, the actual swearing him in and stuff, what time does that happen here? Uh, uh, West Coast time, 9 a.m., yeah. 8 a.m., 730? I don't know. Nine. We are uh, our, our um, NOLA gets uh, is getting time off uh, to watch the inauguration. And uh, they're going to do sort of what basically what Matt's family did with Star Wars. They're going to do a little <laughs> uh, 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 community Zoom watch of the inauguration, and they're, they're planning that for 9 a.m. Cool. Great. Uh, NOLA is in eighth grade, John? That is correct. Wonderful. And, uh, and I got to say, and so is Oliver. Yes. I got to say, you know, she's obviously she's miserable and it sucks. But I my memories of eighth grade are that I would have I could have really used like just benching that one. <laughs> really? Just riding the bench on eighth grade and then coming back just like a little more sure footed in ninth grade. I really eighth grade was tough, man. But I mean, she's I mean, I, I really if someone had said, like, we're going to give you a chance to take like the real initial blows of puberty on your own time. Oh, no. Yeah. I'd have been like, yeah, all right, I'll do that. That's mm -hmm. cool. Yes. Yeah. That's in hindsight, it's 2020, but I keep trying to, to convince her that she's lucked out in, uh, in, in doing eighth grade remotely. Yeah. And it sucks because she's got, she does, obviously she does, um, theater so she's got older kids and some of who are friends and some of them are you know missing their graduations and that obviously sucks on every possible level um but given that she's just transitioning from eighth to ninth grade sit this one out yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come back refreshed you know i don't see a world where they're not back in school next this coming september um, I think they're going to be, some, yeah, I, barring I some sort of so. catastrophic mutation. I think we're we're all yeah. back to normal by then, and um, you know, start ninth grade with a you know, everyone's magically taller and just enjoy <laughs> yourselves. Boys have <laughs> deep voices. Everyone's yeah, exactly. Boys have deep voices, but they haven't gone through the Peter Peter Brady awkward transition. A lot of Brady talk today. A lot of Brady. Talk <laughs> a lot of Brady today. talk. Yeah, but they. Uh, I, I just feel like it's a chance for everyone to sort of jump ahead. Yeah. And uh, and and come in, come into ninth grade strong. Start your freshman year of high school with the wind at your sails and just, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, this uh, uh, to that point, my uh, my son will uh, have the deep voice, uh, but not uh, be taller. So uh, that uh, we will, it will not be one of those when Oliver shows up for high school. What, hey, what happened to you during the? It'll be hey, there he is. Obviously, <laughs> uh, your family is exempt from anything uh, regarding this, as most of you can't go on, can't go on all the rides. But for the rest of us, okay. Oh boy! All right! All right! Uh, Ellie, what's your guess here? All right, so uh, I'm going to explain how I got here, okay? So that uh, so that you understand that uh, that I that this is legit, and I have it written down. Um, so uh, I believe Taco Bell's from Southern California, and growing up, the uh, the Taco Bell um, outlets uh, had a specific design to them that was reminiscent of the Alamo. Yeah. Yes. So I thought that maybe they had renamed the Alamo. So oh, I said, that's a good also, guess too. I like it. Taco Bell. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. Uh, let's check in with Matt Belknap. He's over there at uh, Sherman Oaks at the Never Not Funny headquarters. Uh, Matt? I had the exact same thought as Elliot. I, I didn't think of the Liberty Bell part of it, but I, I had two thoughts. I, the, the first thing I thought, I wrote it down, and then I was like, no, it, Taco Bell feels... As soon as I wrote it, I was like, no, Taco Bell feels better. So I wrote Taco Bell. I, I can prove it. You can't see that. It's all washed <laughs> out. Damn it. <laughs> just, just trust me that I wrote Taco Bell. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I did think of the Alamo thing, although I don't know how, what, what they would have just, what would they, what they, what would they have renamed the Alamo, the Taco Bell Alamo? It's not as pithy as, 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 as the, the Taco Li- Liberty Bell. Yeah. Uh, but either way, they, I thought of the Chihuahua and how they were always doing kind of jokey. I guess I could say my other thing, but the first thing I wrote was Jack in the box. Cause I thought of like the two fast food places that are always kind of doing jokey stuff with their advertising. But I, I really feel like Taco Bell is more on point for this one. All right, so we got two Taco Bells. We've got wait, we got three Taco Bells, three, don't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, uh, John Ross Bowie, what was your guess here? Um, I don't know how I got here, but I thought um, something sort of already majestic, uh, something uh, with a certain amount of authority built into it, might take over a national monument. So I, I wrote down uh, Burger King. Can you yep. see it? Just barely. I'm on the honor system here. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Burger King. And I'm covering up my wager like they do on Jeopardy. Hey, very <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I uh, I went through a lot of uh, thoughts. as Taco Bell crossed my mind. McDonald's did because they seem to like to get their brand everywhere. Um, Jack in the Box because of the fun they had. And then I landed on, uh, uh, I don't know if you can see it. I landed on Burger King. Burger King, King yeah. Uh, also kind so of for the same that. reason. And then also like that they had, the, they got that weird king and maybe they were having fun there for a little while. And yeah. Uh, I don't know what uh, what landmark it would have been, but uh, like Martin Mar- Luther Burger King, is that possible? <laughs> when I first thought of Jack of the Box, I was think picturing them putting the Jack of the Box head on Mount Rushmore, but I guess that's not renaming it as much as it's just you know ruining Imagery. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, what I like about that is is uh, we got three Taco Bells and two Burger Kings in here, so very. Uh, Specific guesses here today. And based on history, none of us will be right. <laughs> yes. It's going to be a White out. Castle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh White oh, Castle. Damn, I didn't even think about that. 
Did White, does White Castle advertise? I feel like they don't White Castle know. honestly has never had the advertising budget for a nope. prank. I gotta say, They've White never, Castle has, nope. and I, I say that I am Northeast strong. I love me some White Castle, but um, I'm a Queens native, but uh, yeah, they have never had the money to throw at a problem like that. They could barely put up a billboard in a subway. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, they do have the, uh, they have the White Castle Hall of Fame, though, for some reason, which is something. I don't know what that means. I don't either. But a uh, friend of the show, Tommy Shaw, received that uh, honor uh, this past year during the uh, pandemic. Hmm. Oh, good for them. So it's Tommy Shaw, Harold and Kumar. And of uh, course, yeah, the, those are the top three. And of course, the Beastie Boys. <laughs> they should have been the inaugural inductees. And maybe they were. I don't know. I don't know who's in this thing. I did no research on it. Yeah. Uh, the answer, guys, uh, uh, three of you get it right. Taco Bell is the correct answer. Oh, boy. Uh, they jokingly said they changed the Liberty Bell to the Taco Liberty Bell. Nice, Karen. Uh, and then Oliver Little editorialization wrote, how clever. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I stipulate if there's a tie in money, I think Garen would have to uh, would have to win that. Because he specified the Liberty Bell. I, I will. So. Uh, if, if somehow, yes, if somehow the uh, your betting uh, does not uh, ends in a tie. I agree with that. But let's find out uh, together. What would you guys bet? Garen, what'd you go with? I went with 13 points. 13. Elliot. Well, that beats me. I said six. Six. Matt Belknap. Let me see if I can make it show up. I said 25. 25. You went all in. Matt Belknap wins. Isn't that fun? Great. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. The song came true. That's great. That's wonderful. Uh, well, Matt, take your, get yourself $5 out of the trivia tin there and no, put it in your pocket. Okay, hold on. It's all the way over there. We don't, we don't have up a into Matt a, Belknap trivia tin. It, we don't have a song Fill it up tight like that, you're going to do, do some cocaine, but ram it up your ass. Okay. <laughs> we'll do. I'll just get it later because we don't really have a song for, for winning this, do we? No, we don't. You're right. Um, yeah. Although, what, what's this one? All right. Oliver's Trivia. Oh, that's all that is. <laughs> all right. There we go. Oh, that's the button. That's the button for the end oh, of the video. Oh, right. That okay, was, that's right. Yeah. Uh, all right, John Ross Bowie, thank you for joining us. Oh, my God. My pleasure, guys. So nice to see you. By the way, I just uh, somehow I, me saying thanks for joining us. Uh, I, I spit so much that uh, during a pandemic that uh, that would have frightened somebody in a public. I'm infected right now. <laughs> yeah, that's how bad that was. wasn't going to infect me. Um, John, do you ever walk down to Phil Rosenthal's house and just walk past it? Or do they not let you pass that little guard gate? And it's a gated community, my yeah. friend. I, I do not wander down there for fear of going down in a hail of gunfire. No, I do not. Um, I, uh, the one time I visited, our, our names were on a list. Uh, it was a whole thing. And we got so – we didn't realize he was – we just had his address, and we were driving around for, God, 25 minutes around mid-Wilshire trying to find uh, where that guy lived. Uh, I could not figure it out for the life of me. I might have just – come a little too close to outing where Phil Rosenthal lives, but I, um, <laughs> I would edit, I would edit with that in mind is all I'm saying. Elliot. But I, um, uh, yeah, I was baffled by that play. That's actually the only time, um, I've ever been to a gated community in oh. my life. So take that conservative trolls on social media. who think I live in one on the contrary. I've only ever been in one once. Yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing though Phil Rosenthal is so nice that when they shoot at you, they say, "We're sorry, yes. <laughs> sorry." Oh, yeah, no question. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they give you focaccia. (laughs) (laughs) For the the bleeding. Yeah. Thank you to everybody for joining us. Thank you for John Ross Bowie for giving us that joke to go off on. Uh, Terrific ending to a terrific day with our friend John Ross Bowie. On behalf... Look at him right there. He's up in the weather. That's, that's Garen Cockrell. On behalf of the Pop Culture Beast, that's Garen Cockrell. Uh, in Palms, California, that's the councilman, the palate cleanser, Elliot Hochberg. As I mentioned, holding down the Ford Number 90 headquarters in Sherman Oaks, California. That's the Honcho Matt Belknap. And our great friend, circling Rosenthal's house, that is John Ross Bowie. I am Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For two bonus episodes a week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2021 Never Not Funny, LLC. Never Not Funny.